I'm Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back check, Dandy. And we're from Geek Shock, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. Magic. It's Seven Land Hand. <laughs> Brought to you worldwide by Good Games. We've had Bad Moon, Blood Moon, but now we have a two-ton Car Moon. What has caused this lunar chill-out-and-wait game? Why it's Armored Care? If you were guessing global warming, the globes are fine. Kai's gone commando and it's free, fresh and breezy down there. But if it does get ugly, Wizards of the Coast have released a new set of masterpieces to make everything else beautiful again. <laughs> this is Seven Land Hand. Getting me wet like Armand Ket. That's it's a bit early in the evening, isn't a. it? It's so you're uh, saying that I'm you're ju- incredibly dry? <laughs> Usually. Yeah, and yeah, then the normal. Nile overflows. My goodness, that's uh, Aaron Cartouche of Hot Wings Graham. <laughs> that's me. I changed I'm, that to Hot Wings because yeah. I remembered who you were. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I do also like burgers. Do you? Yeah. It was originally script, burgers, but I've says. scribbled it out yeah. in the... Um, yeah. <laughs> and also in the corner over there, we've got Kynet, mind, Kynet the Mindful Griffiths. Oh, oh like the... I'm waiting for like the, the cut. No, like no, because bird. yeah, I was good old, like, good old bin chicken of <laughs> of, of, of the firmament of knowledge. Um, I was going to say like Kynet, and I was like, ooh, do I become self aware and kill everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got very much self aware. Hey, gentlemen, there are cats everywhere, and mascara stocks are rising. What sources of geek have kept you sane this last month? Oh, goodness me! I've been playing a lot of board games. My girlfriend was a bit sick for a while; she was in and out of hospital, not in the mental state to be playing board games. Now she's out. Back in the swing of things. No, you just go play solo. You just go in there and sit up on the on the blanket oh, yeah. and just play solo games. Yeah, so I played I played a couple of rounds of solo Agricola on her hospital bed yeah. at, while she was getting her blood pressure and stuff taken. She's like, please, please leave. I was like, I've almost got... I've almost yeah, got come on, look where I'm at. My occupations! <laughs> uh, no, so, um, we've been playing a bit of Isle of Sky, which, uh, which you've yeah. done on the, on the pod recently, an opening. Oh, yeah, we did an opening. We, didn't, we haven't played it yet. It's, uh, it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, it's like Carcassonne, but... With lots of nice replayability. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, got the uh, critiques. That was a Spiel des Jahres critiques. Yeah. Spiel des critiques. It was one of the best rated years. games of last year. Yeah, it's the critics good. prize at the Spiel des Jahres mm. thing. Um, um, it's good. It's good game. Got that? Uh, and I, uh, in my magic testing group, we, t- we test standard and stuff on, on Sunday nights. Mm. Uh, we usually have about six of us. This week, Jess was keen and we had someone who doesn't usually come. So we had eight people. And because it's between about Armageddon's about to come out, yeah, we've yeah. just been playing board games. Proxies like crazy. Oh, in the magic. In the magic, yeah. So we yeah. just played board games in the ramp up to it. We got a copy of Captain Sonar, which is okay, a. Uh, you divide into two even teams and you both control a submarine together. Okay. Yeah, so you have the captain. A radio operator. Two separate submarines? Two separate submarines. Right, yeah. Sitting opposite the table with a big screen in the middle so you can't see any things okay. that they're doing. Um, you can just... Uh, so you have a radio operator, a captain, a first mate, and an engineer. Yeah. The captain gives an order loud enough that the other team can hear it. The radio operator writes it down on <laughs> perspex and holds it over the map in a way like... So when you've gone north, east, south... Uh, east, 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 east. There's only so many places on the map that could be. So no. they're trying to locate you. Your radio operator's doing the same thing to them. This is battleship, isn't it? It's battleship, but on crack, and it's in <laughs> and it's in real time. So provided that your first mate engineer can keep up, the captain can just keep giving directions. Oh, okay, right. Oh, <clears throat> and so this. The so you're real just time, yelling out and and moving yeah, away. You're just like head north, 
head north, head east. And the engineer's like, we can't head east. The systems are overloaded. And the first mate's like, torpedoes charge, sir. And you're like, ah, just shoot at E6. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, minor hit. And you're like, oh my god, they're there. I, oh my, oh, it's incredible. I've never played a game like it. Have you ever played <laughs> Artemis, Spaceship yeah. Bridge Simulator? No, no. Oh, this is like a six-person thing. And it's on like iPad. It's on like every device. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone has a job in the starship i don't think it's it's not versus other people but it's, it's a game and you're all like doing a job yeah. each on the mm-hmm. starship bridge oh yeah just it's... join the navy i guess and um... <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> other board games that are like it similar like space alert and space cadets um but this yeah, was a, this was an experience it was great i loved yeah. it yeah but you can only really play with six or eight players, so that's a oh, bit yeah. of a hard I was going to say, but you, so you, you can't, yeah, because you can't take multiple roles. Because if you s- shout out instructions, mm-hmm. you know what they are, so you can just write them down. Mm-hmm. What happens if your guy gets the instructions wrong? Uh, that, that happened to me in the last game. So I was like, guys, I've pinpointed them. I know exactly where they are. And they're like, head west. I was like, oh, that's impossible. Oh, I fucked it up. Oh, no. So Because like I have the overlay exactly like they looped around an island. But they had done something tricky, and I'd missed one of their moves, and it threw my whole. Calcul- oh, I forgot to carry the one. Threw my whole calculations up. Uh, Wars so- are won and lost on smaller fuck ups than that. <laughs> yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah. We found them eventually. They surfaced, and the- and we're like, but we know where you are. And they're like, what you do? And we're like, we shot it with torpedo twice, and they died. That was great. Now recapping board games from the weekend. Oh, so like it's it, it's, times. it's another podcast in itself, yeah. isn't it? And, I, <clears throat> and then I rolled a four. <laughs> Hey. Kai, break break this monotony and tell us uh, well, some uh, fun stuff. I'll, I'll add Monopoly? To, you played Monopoly? Yeah, Monopoly. I'll add a little bit to the... Uh, so you and Jess broke up? <laughs> you played Monopoly. <laughs> um, I'll add a little bit to it. Uh, uh, actually teaching my partner to play chess, uh, and that's going okay. And we played a bit of t- Santorini as well. Uh, hey, we Santorini. Mixing the God cards. Oh my God, I'm so shocked that it's not like, oh, four of each and there's like 10 gods and there's like a deck. It's like, oh shit, there's 54 yes, gods and it's all yeah. one apiece cards. Anyway. Mm. Oh my God, the new Zelda has consumed my life for about a yeah. week. I've heard it's incredible. Oh, I'm playing it on Wii U because I'm not going to buy a whole Switch. So, like, I'm not going to pay $580 to play it on the Switch <laughs> or pay $80 to play it on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it is just, uh, it, it's just good. Mm. I'm, I like, I actually had the thought yesterday. It's like, man, I'm doing a lot of this. Is this a good game? And they were like, and I was like. Yeah, it must be a good game because I haven't been angry at it at any yeah. point. Mm. Uh, everything's the right distance away uh, for like leg work. I don't ride a horse very much. They're all mm. like, oh, you should ride a horse. And I'm like, nah, nah. just you fly and climb, fly and climb. Climb, fly. Just skyrim my way up all the mountains, <laughs> yeah. just jumping in crevices. But it is very uh, Zelda, like Breath of the Skyrim. Like, oh, sure. It's, yeah. uh, is it like The Witcher? Because when I've looked at it, it's kind of open world. I thought it was platforming. Like the Witcher. No, Zelda, it's not. It's no, 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 this one's like open world. world. It's open world. Oh, so they've, okay. they've combined some elements of like the puzzles and the bosses will still be like the original games but the rest of it in between is all big open worlds so every time and we get games with gold like the free stuff that comes out with play- playstation games are always like the, the crap ones mm-hmm. they go but X- xbox sometimes you get some good free stuff mm-hmm. uh the, the, as soon as it's a platform we just go nah platform we don't even go near it because yeah. they all seem samey but mm-hmm. there's obviously a huge following for them. I'm, I'm so down for this though in and it is a bit more like the witcher there's lots of people you'll just have a chat to them and then it will be like you got a side quest or they mm. said a thing to you and it's pretty obvious that it was a clue about the location of something but then they'll actually like put it in your log and be like you got told this clue about yeah. where a shrine is and you can is. follow it or you can't like oh i love games like that it's just uh it's good and like you could rush to the end and like finish the game but 
it's way better if you do follow the plot and you can actually have a chance of beating the final boss and the divine beasts are fucking i'm not gonna like spoiler alert this whoever's listening yeah it's, it's been out for like four weeks um but <laughs> and it's like a major part of the plot like 10 minutes in um but there's like the divine beasts are like these huge like stone mecha that are all like Whoa. animal themed. It's legit. Like, oh my god, it's Zelda Breath of the Power Rangers is gonna assemble the Megazords. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus Zelda. But edition. when you yeah, you reclaim them, and they had this amazing cutscenes of like one of them's like a salamander that walks around a volcano, wow. and it climbs up from the volcano crater and parks itself on top of the volcano. Its whole head folds open, and it like points a like targeting laser beam at the castle, ready for the final battle to like jump in and help you. Ooh. Very fucking Zing. spectacular. Sounds great. I'm having a, just a great time. I li- was playing it like right up until I left the house to come record. Mm-hmm. I'm still stuck on. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting a little bit by that, you know, that bit sick of it thing. Still playing Titanfall two. And you saw me finish the mission quest. From about then, that was when yeah. I started the multiplayer thing. Uh, just trying to get to Gen deep, 10. that's a dark hole, yeah. Well, I just want to get to Gen 10 so I can go, I've done it. That, Hopefully that, that is the end line mm-hmm. for like it was for That was unfortunate in, <clears throat> when I was playing a lot of Call of Duty in my, in my youth. Hmm. When you prestiged, which was like when you hit like level 60 Highest and then you started again. Yeah, oh, right, Literally yeah. just get a star by your name and do the whole thing over again. Yeah, yeah. You're like... Oh, I got to do the whole thing again now. Like, that, no, but they've, kind of, they've kind of fixed once. this in Titanfall too, though, because uh, you Modern can... Modern Warfare One, uh, Black Ops oh. was the one I played the most. They've fixed yeah. this in Titanfall too because they give you credits as you go, so you can start buying particular like mm. guns and features for your pilot. And then once if, once you bought them, you've always got them. Mm-hmm. So when you gen up, you lose everything except for the stuff that you bought. So ah. eventually, you build the pilot that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also that gives you less merits, so you can gen, you gen up slower if you're using the same gear. Mm. But you don't have to change it. And they don't have ridiculous challenges in this one like they did in Titanfall 1 mm-hmm. where you had to initially kill 50 ejecting pilots. Oh, so the pilot jump, you know, ejects out of the thing and you're like... Going, Although everyone's pretty good at that, I've noticed, <laughs> when I'm in the air anyway. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, I'm, a, I'm like a Gen 8 level 30... No, level 40. Mm-hmm. And it goes up to 50 and then you regen. Sure. And I've just got to get to 10. 10. Just get 10. Mm. Yeah. No, um, then I'm done and I'm walking away. I'm playing the fresh Diablo 3 season, which is in season 10 now. And every mm. every season, which is every three months or so, they just reset and wipe and then everyone's kind of racing to get up to the high ranks and stuff. And it's just... Uh, I was playing a lot of games that were really stressing me out, like Rocket League, <laughs> yeah, Overwatch, a, yeah. Magic. It's like stuff that really <clears throat> requires you to win to feel good. Yeah, yeah. And Diablo 3, goodness me, it's just like, you just bash some stuff, everything's rewarding, you get a new piece of gear, you're excited. Oh, it's just fun. It's, it's so pure, much about just, you. Oh, it's really cathartic. That's it's why we great. give you so much cake. Just we just keep rewarding him. Yeah. Just keep rewarding. Just keep rewarding him. <clears throat> yeah, and all the psychological rewards. Everything goes ping. Yeah, like, you level up. Everyone explodes around you. You get a new thing. It's got all green like <laughs> positives. Yeah. You any, did any, it. any red hot tips from Netflix or TV or anything like that? Or um, I, I, I've been Attack on Titan season okay. two. Attack on anime. Yeah. Do you watch anime? No. No. Attack yeah. on Titan season two. That's anime. So well, covered pe- anime. People get eaten by giants. Real grim. Uh, I've gone back to the early 90s and I'm re-watching the Larry Sanders show. I've mentioned this on previous pod. Is it's this still gold. No, no, this is on... Uh, mm, Illegal down. No, it's, uh, I've, I've got a cachet. The, the pirate's Hey, I'll be the first one to buy a Blu-ray set of Larry, the Larry Sanders show. It's brilliant. And I believe it still stands up. Mm. But it would be uh, good to know if uh, it does to people that were born in the 90s. Um, the, got- the new Netflix Dave Chappelle... Yeah, the specials were really I watched good. The first one, very funny. Mm. The second one, I think, is is better. No, he, I can't he starts talking a bit like homophobic stuff, but it doesn't go there. And with the news stuff, you start going, "Oh no, he's going to go it's there." Very, very much on the on the line. Yeah, you get nervous constantly. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's 
I don't he's such a weird comedian because even when he says something that I'm like, oh, I don't really agree with that, he's saying it in such a such a kind of I don't this is the way that I feel and it feels wrong. Um, yeah. So he's kind no, of always yeah. and I don't know, he, he's very perplexing to me. And the new Louis C. K. special on Netflix is like, okay, it's not, not He's going downhill now. Yeah, yeah he's I'm bur- worried he's, going he's hit his his, peak, his best this was stuff. A bit like, meh. His best stuff was when he was married and it wasn't going well. Yeah, and then he got yeah. divorced and he got happy. He's not not well, as funny anymore. Well, mm. that's the lesson you learn from Metalocalypse. There's the episode where they learn to do comedy and like they're like, <laughs> the comedy's about being happy. It's about being sad and hateful. <laughs> yeah. and it's like just Pickles standing there and he's like on the stage and he's like, hey, so I went on holiday. He has his, uh, he has a Eupedia like that. Like, I went on holiday and uh, you know what? You know, I got, came back and my pockets were full of sand. And he just like throws it in the eyes of the crowd. He's <laughs> like, oh, you know, I thought the other day I should do, I should donate some blood. And he's like, there's like fire hose of blood on the crowd. He's <laughs> like, oh, I didn't I didn't mean my blood. He's just like cuts to him shooting people in the crowd with a rifle <laughs> whoops I thought this was the NRA <laughs> like, um, no, when, they, when Ricky Gervais and uh, Seinfeld and stuff are sit, doing the comedy round table it's on YouTube yeah. it's really oh, yeah. great um, they, and I think talking Lu- funny talking funny mm. and Louis CK is talking about how <clears throat> the more angry and incensed you get as a performer the funnier it is because yeah. you're just getting so mad at this thing that has yeah, nothing yeah. to do, do with you and I think that's the that's one of his big things now it's just kind of like he's so <clears throat> laid he's too laid back I'm just yeah. like it's not as he's not uh, there's no conflict yeah. I think there's gotta be some sort of conflict it's mm. that whole thing uh, tragedy and the difference between tragedy and comedy is whether it happened to you or not so you yeah. see <laughs> you see something horrible happen to someone across the street Funny. it's like <laughs> but if it happened to you worst day of, of the year yeah, right? worst possible thing uh, and it's the same but sort of thing st- if he's not suffering at all it's kind of doesn't well that's a stylistic thing like I've, mm. you, know, you watch a lot of his stuff and he's, he's angry about shit or he's complaining or stuff like that he's not not a laid back comedian mm-hmm. like that kind of thing and then and you get the extreme you get like Emo Stevens and like Dan Mintz and that who yeah. are just like hey, I'm just talking yeah, talk about this the whole time deadpan. but they're some of my favourite comedians as well I really like Dimitri Martin and oh um, yeah uh, and a few of these other just deadpan ones but that's a different thing you know but that's not why I watch Louis C.K. I don't know hmm I was, yeah, like I, I needed to hear some Sarah Silverman the other day, and there was some on iTunes, and I downloaded it immediately for fourteen dollars and listened to hey, that. Yeah, she, she's always quality. Yeah, yeah. I like Sarah Silverman. Yeah, <clears throat> good. Luck. So we're we're pro Sarah Louis. Sorry. I, oh, I, I definitely like him. I still think I'd he's watch one of the, the next best. one. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still going to watch him. And, and Ricky Gervais has sort of disappeared for a bit. Hasn't he? Yeah, what's, what's he doing? He did that movie. Yeah, movies though. The movies, I think. Movies, I, the movies, he, just movies makes, crap. he makes a lot of money from them. He oh, yeah. appears in freaking Night at the Museum or something. He mm. gets paid. He did that one with Eric Banner. He can do whatever. The uh, uh, Netflix special, the you know, foreign correspondent. Oh, sure. Like Again, I think probably some money kind of grub thing. But <laughs> Derek, did you watch Derek? Oh, yeah, a little bit of it. I didn't it get was into a bit, it. I was like, Ugh. it's you know, as it's as an right. occupational therapist uh, myself, yeah. it was it was just a little bit too much. Like going, I don't like watching going shows work, where I'm just like going. It's like been at work, that, or, or you start picking up. and go, well, see, they wouldn't do that, and you go, this isn't the right spirit to watch a comedy yeah, because uh, nobody would do this in you know, like you know, the extras. You go, well, nobody would do that. Of course, they wouldn't. It's a comedy; they wouldn't make yeah, you laugh. Know. You know, in Derek, I was like, this is like the bridge between serious and funny, and I was like, am I? Is he trying to make us feel bad if we laugh at the situation? I don't know. So it's kind of yeah. weird. It's it sort of giving a platform to argue a whole bunch of them, not making fun of people with their handicaps. What are you saying about it? You know, sort mm. of thing on Twitter. But he's still Ricky Gervais is great. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, you know, when people attempt tragic comedy, like, and I, I get that when I'm watching stuff and I'm like, is this serious or funny? And I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe it's tragic comedy. And I'm like, no, only Germans can do tragic comedy. <laughs> yeah, they invented well. it. The only people who do it well. Like black comedy is different, but like when it's just like, 
really full of despair and you're supposed to be laughing at it. I don't really love that. I don't know. Black books. Oh, black books is so it's extreme black? though. Nah, it's, it's very good. black. Yeah, but it's not no, but despair. He's obviously <clears> got enough no, money no, to no, pay the rent and yeah. stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's just that the word black was in the. Um, oh, the black. Yeah, but no, I think just to get back to Larry Sanders, join the dots between Ricky Gervais and Larry Sanders. I know that Ricky Gervais was a big Gary Shandling fan, mm. and when you rewatch Larry Sanders, which I hadn't done since watching The Office, mm-hmm. you can. I, I'm pretty sure that that was like a massive influence on him doing The Office because mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty much just an office. Um, workplace where everybody's sort of cynical and it's showing you know people will say oh what, what a baby he needs you know somebody to look after him the whole way he's moaning about it but meanwhile he's asking the secretary to do all these menial things for him and he's mm-hmm. so you know oh, yeah, it's a tragedy it's, if it doesn't happen for me very very important. and it, yeah it's the same and i think it seemed like they've grabbed that and go let's put that in an english kind of mundane office place wow uh, yeah. you can really <laughs> see the link yeah mm-hmm. um should we move on for we can get? We've got we've got a whole uh, yeah, uh, amongst amongst hat there. to get into, right? Yeah. And questions and uh, amongst uh, what cards are we excited card for? Yeah, yeah, we've got all these spoilers. So, so should we do a bit of that? Yeah, yeah alrighty. Al Ilianetto. Hi, listeners. This is Moisten McGoy from the Seven Land Hand Podcast. Here to tell you, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and offer. a chance to win the board game that we review each month. Review this month. Arkham Horror, the <gasps> horror... Card. Ah! Oh, God. The card game. Arkham Horror, the horror card game. They're just a card game. Card That's our horror? game of the month Arkham this month. Arkham Horror, the card game. In April, and while stocks last, Only Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners That's 10% you. off Arkham 10%. Horror, the horror card game horror. The card game. All you have to do is hover into your local Good Games store like a New England full roaming vapor and say this month's password. Give, give me, me that, that Dunwich discount. discount. Uh, give me that Dunwich discount. Uh, give me that Dunwich discount. This April, only give me that Dustin Dunwich discount. Give me that Dunwich that discount. A... <laughs> That's all from me, Moisten McGoyf. Let's see what's inside. Al the booster pack. <laughs> <laughs> Who style? Well, and get nostalgic. This is the last Aether Revolt uh, Buster Booster we're going to be Goodbye, Aether Revolt. Goodbye. See you later in your non-meta changing cards. Yeah. Tonight we'll be opening a, uh, a Tezzeret uh, Buster Booster themed Aether Revolt pack. Most di- okay. You Sorry, before, speaking of, saying goodbye to Aether Revolt, because we're not really going to do like a farewell Aether Revolt show or anything. This will be pretty much This is it. Um, yeah. Talking Armand Cat. Aether, Aether Revolt cards. pre-release. Yeah. Open a sweet blue-black <laughs> improvised pool. Tezzeret, last card to open. Whoa, it's going to go really well in this deck. Tezzeret is the worst card in the deck. Is it doesn't it? even go well in a deck you built around him at the pre-release. What about the Planeswalker Pat Tezzeret? Because he's uh, better, isn't he? No? But you're never going to open him at, at yeah, yeah, the thing. And he's I, not I haven't played, standard I've played card? zero of either of them in any of my standard decks. Oh, right, well, there you go. That's, that's good enough for me. No, no news is bad news <laughs> <laughs> on the Tezzeret front. Chris, Chris Jones has uh, commented on the video feed. He understood the uh, Arabic. He said, advert. <gasps> oh, my God. Ah! Oh, no, he's guessed it. Yeah, he he's, knows he's the guessed format. It. He totally wants a modern yeah. Masters booster. <laughs> Every time I open a booster and saw it, he's like, Buster booster. I was like, is he good on the guitar? We should get him down to do the guitar. Oh, for just us. To jump in. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. See you, Chris. Go home now. All right. See you, mate. <laughs> Beer and Pizza podcast this year. Guest musicians to everyone tries do to do our name. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. All air, right. Air I'm, I'm, get, I'm entering the Aether Revolt pack carefully. That's what she. 
Just think about like farewell to Aether Revolt. It's just going to be like Amon Ket, otherwise known as fuck you Aether Revolt. I, Can I? I've split the sleeve. Bookkeeping. Oh, yeah. For ages, we've been saying two and a planes. Two and a. So the front card, Bastion Enforcer. We say two and a planes. It's not. It's, it's not? not two and a planes. Two, two and a white. white. Is it? But it's a. It a planes, planes could produce it, but like, what if you ah. get a prairie stream or something? Yeah. Good, good admin. Mm. So what am I but calling it? White, except for black, which we still <clears throat> say swamp. Swamp. Yeah, we, we still, still say swamp. swamp. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will peel off the uh, advert card, <laughs> or what would you call it? Uh, over there? Uh, I don't know what the card, word for card is. Kaya, get back to us for the rest of that. It's a servo, so that can go in the bin. And the land is a island, or blue, as you like to call them. A blues. Yeah. That'll generate you a blue manor. Bastion Enforcer. It's two and a white. I'm going to fuck that up halfway through this pack. It doesn't matter. Two and a white for a three-two. Just flavor text. He's a creature. He's a dwarf soldier. Usually I hate vanilla creatures in this kind of range, but this actually, in some of the red-white decks, you really needed three power creatures to power up your crew three vehicles. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I actually played this a little bit more than I was expecting yeah. to. And it De- was Definite filler. And it was fine, but proper filler. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got uh, our second card is Shock. Mm. It's a yeah. red for an instant. Shock deals two damage to target creature or player. That's good. Happy with that? That's fine. I'll take yeah. that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll have that one. Um, good so far. Yeah, just kills kills most of the early stuff. Two that damage you in the kill, format, kills yeah. your bastion forcer. Kills your bastion for forcer. Kills yeah. all the uh, all your the... troublesome bastion forcer. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was crewing a, a vehicle and you go, I'm sick of that happening. Bang! Sure. Not crewing them with that the, guy anymore. The problem, with, like in in this format, was pretty aggressive. Ended up being pretty aggressive with Aether Chaser and all the Aether people, Aether Poisoner and stuff. It was, yeah. Mm. Uh, shock. Shock just deals with all that stuff, so you don't have to do. Do with okay. it later. Block a vehicle. Fuck, oh, fuck it off post combat. Yeah. You haven't treated any of those cards with respect so far, so I imagine we're not excited. Shock's fine. Shipwreck Mor- Moray. Uh, three and a blue for a zero five creature fish. Uh, when Shipwreck Moray enters the battlefield, you get four energy. Pay one energy. Uh, Shipwreck Moray gets plus two, negative two until end of turn. So you can turn him into a bit of an attacker, right? Yeah. Um,. I liked it as a four mana zero five, and then yeah, you could kind of just put some energy into it and hit him for four every now and then, but not very impressive. There, there oh, weren't yeah. very many good energy decks, so you could pay multiple energy mm. and, and hit him, hit him for four. And if yeah. you stack it up with some good plus point. one plus one counters, ooh, get, get big six one nasty moray, nasty moray. But I understood that morays once they clamp on. Uh, I'll, I'll, no, that's the line. Yeah. I'll leave that one alone. But you're you're paying four mana to essentially then pay energy to play a two three. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, sometimes a 4-1 because you can pay it multiple yeah. you're, you're 4 or 5 turns in nah, nah it's, not, it's not good okay it's, it's not even fine it's quite bad yes. Svetlan Velenov here with a picture I thought it was a picture of a guy's head exploding but the head's still there <laughs> it's just confusing <laughs> daring demolition 2 and 2 swamps <laughs> for a sorcery destroy target creature or vehicle cool yeah it's like one of the best commons in the set it's a good. It, it commits you to heavy black, double black. Mm. But black is always pretty black hungry, and but swamp hungry target creature or vehicle because like yeah, all yeah. the removal in the set, if it's sorcery speed, doesn't kill any of like you know the six sixes or like a sky. You can't even kill a sky skiff or like oh, a, yeah, yeah. Um, a whatever yeah. A renegade freighter or something. The fact that this killed some of the most potent threats in the format mm. and all the most potent vehicle threats in the format is like this is a very 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 good card. I'd probably. 
going to pick this out of all the common. the sky full of those gold, gold <sighs> swirly things that have characterized Kaladesh. Mm. All right, I'll throw that over there. Although that might be something you might go back to. Uh, natural obsolescence. Mm. Uh, we all remember this from getting rid of the uh, uh, Boba Fett ship. <laughs> uh, the looter scooter. One in a green for an instant. Put target artifact on the bottom of its owner's library. Yeah, right. I ended so, up main decking this by the end. Oh, I was going to I see this in sideboards yeah. all over the place. Sideboards all over the place. In in draft, I ended up main decking it because you just lose to Renegade Freighter or Untethered Express. So this is a good way to just yeah. See you later. Pop that off. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, all of these cards will be won later on in the show. Oh yeah, by so a get list, our favorite listener question. Yeah, resourceful return one and a swamp for a sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. If you control an artifact, draw a card. What are you doing? You get out of armor. Oh, it's very hot on my face. Ooh. I'll put it back on in a minute. Yeah, good. Uh, resource <laughs> resourceful return. We can only hope that you'll resourcefully return your uh, headgear to my head. One in a swamp for a sorcery. Turn target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. If you control an artifact, draw a card as well. Uh, it's fine. Mm. I, um, I I put it in my really grindy black yeah. mid-range long game deck. Where you're going to be losing things that you could do with getting back. Mm-hmm. Want a bit of card advantage yeah. later on. For um, two, draw a card. Yeah, exactly, all right. yeah. So uh, I really, really loved it in these kind of black artifact-based decks where you either sacrificing artifacts to Defiant Salvager or pumping up your Doomed Operative or something. So you've always got a random artifact lying around, so you always draw a card off it. Um, yeah, it's good. That's yeah, mm. yeah, fine. Well, I know you like this. It's Traveling Philosopher for uh, mm. uh, for 2-2. Two, two. Uh, it's Countless Gears Renegade, one in a white for a 2-2, two, two, but Revolt, and you can get uh, when uh, Countless Gears Renegade enters the battlefield, if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, you get a 1-1 one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. This is one of the most disappointing Traveling Philosophers is it? ever. Uh, yeah. You never really get the trigger off, oh, no. and when you do, it's really quite... Yeah, it gives a shit, right? It's and a um, servo, one, one. again, there's so many two drops with three power because you need the three power to crew your vehicles and 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 for them to compete. And yeah. so a two two's not really pulling its weight. And he's just sitting on the steps, still he's in pretty much on the steps, sweet doing FA. Nothing. Yeah, he's not ready for battle. Get rid of him. Terrible. All right. Ooh, artifact implement of malice. It's uh, two cost, two colorless. Uh, is that what he would say? That Aaron, two colorless. Uh, two generic. Two manner. generic mana. <laughs> Uh, it's an artifact, but for a swamp, you can sacrifice this card. Target player discards a card. Activate this ability any any time you could cast a sorcery. When implement of malice is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you draw a card, as you do with all the other implements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this ended up being fine. Yeah. You needed a, a, quite a few two drops in your like blue black improvised decks or Tezzeret's touch kind of stuff. Um, it's, I'm still not excited by it. Daring demolition also goes in that deck and is much much better. Mm-hmm. You can pick these up late. And we're pretty much, even though we're reviewing these for draft, when no one's ever drafting these ever again, this is, this is a bit of a standard vibe about these cards, right? Now, well, y- yeah, like n- none of these would really get played apart from shock, yeah, and natural obsolescence is in a lot of sideboards. Okay, Reservoir Walker uh, is a five generic for a three-three artifact creature construct. When Reservoir Walker enters the battlefield, you gain three life and get three energy. Because you like the number three. That's a five mana to do a lot. It's like five mana to do nothing, really. You're spending five mana, you want to be pretty close to winning. Yeah. And and also, like, there's, there's so many things you can spend. <laughs> One of my weird, we- weird cards I loved in the set was generic, just f- four and a red, five four, with no abilities. Left new sail back. Yeah. Because you just need a big, beefy body to finish up. This is just three, three, though. tiny. Tiny. This What's is the just... deal? I'm looking for some Easter eggs to do with three here because they've got three life, three energy counters. It's a three-three. Mm-hmm. There's a joke here, isn't there? Like in the offices, 
No, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. 3D, I got it Get through. It? No one, hey, yeah, hey. Reservoir, three. Walker, Walker three. <laughs> I think the joke is that it's like, it does lots of everything, but it just does all those things pretty lamely. So all right. pretty we'll never see that card again. Goodbye, Reservoir Walker. Mm-hmm. Destructive tampering for two and a red mm. gets you a sorcery with options. Choose one, destroy target artifact, creatures or creatures without flying can't block this turn. I won a lot of games that I should not have won with this card. Mm. Say my opponent's on nine. Yeah. They stabilize, stall out the board, start hitting me with three, three, four, four flyers and stuff. And then I draw my card and I'm like, oh, cool, I win. Sweet. Destructive this card. Yeah. yeah. Destructive tampering, you guys can't block. And they're like, oh, oh, oh I yeah. lose. <laughs> yeah. Because it's kind of like, yeah, the nine. Yeah. Would, and, and when you're not in that situation, this is why fog is bad. Ugh. Yeah. This does both the thing where if the board's stalled and you just need to get some damage through, you can just make their creatures not blocked. Usually you don't want to put that in your deck because that's the only thing it does. In this, they play Renegade Freddy. You go, oh, I have to Destructive Tampering that. Destroy an artifact on turn three. So yeah. it, it, the luxury of choice made this card actually quite a high pick. And, I, and, and this, the difference between this and Fog is that it's their guys can't, uh, can't block. So the, 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 the combat damage you're negating is actually them blocking you back sort yeah of thing, so, right? so they so can't, it's they like can't you're block. still getting a hit in yeah and but like it only works if you have dudes on the ground they have dudes on the ground you want to get an attack in which yeah. is quite a specific situation yeah, yeah but in this format like i said with natural obsolescence you want to destroy an art, a random artifact quite often mm, yeah absolutely all right we're into the uncommons guys they're the silver-coloured ones, in case you didn't know, Aaron. They're on the little silver logo. Silver logos. <laughs> silver you logos. laughed like I, you're going like, oh, I know that. Then you realised, oh, he I knows I know I that. Did, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Shielded Aether Thief. He's a guy sitting down at a table Shielded or something. Shielded Aether Thief. Shielded Aether Thief. For one and a blue, gets you a zero four creature Vidalcan Rogue. You can flash him in, and whenever Shielded Aether Thief blocks, you get an energy. And you can tap him and pay three energy to draw a card. Oh, so this right. guy's been, he's, he's going to block a lot of stuff and get yeah. you an extra card every mm-hmm. now and again if um, you've got some making energy Yeah, play. so I, I liked it in those decks that you just had lots of energy lying around, but uh, otherwise, like a, a two-mana zero for us. It's, it's with, with, flash. with flash. With flash. If you're taking it just to block, that mm-hmm. flash is... And, uh, yeah, so you'd want it in those <laughs> decks where you just kind of grind out, they, they're attacking you with a bunch of those three twos and you just, like, flash this and it negates one of their blockers. So him um, alone, three blocks, and you get a, you get a, mm. uh, and if you're up let against, let alone if you have random energy lying around, yeah. um, they can't really get around it. Yeah, it's good, it's good. but it's but fine. you have to tap it and pay the energy to draw a card. So if you're playing it to block with, and then you have to tap it to draw a card. Oh, no, yeah. so so like so you flash it into block with, you get an energy. So yeah. you already had two energy. On the next turn, they they attack. You can block their dude and tap after blocks and yeah, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. still is, is blocking, um, so, which is something that you do every now and then. It really deter people from blocking when you'd be drawing a card from them making an attack for one or two damage around it. Um, yeah. Conflict? It was, it was fine. It, it's, it's, not, it's not better than any of the, the commons, yeah. though. Oh, before, yeah. Who are, who are you picking from the common cards, um, by the way, before we... Daring Demolition is, is far and away the best, best card right. so far. Conflict breeds opportunity, fellas. Just yeah. a thought that I had. That's a... Dobbin Barn? <laughs> is, that the ma- is that from the magic fiction? Oh, that, no, that's the. Oh, sorry, it's the flavor text on Shield and Aether Thief. I was like. Aeronaut Admiral. It's a very Vidalcan quote. Three and very a white Vidalcan. for a 3 1 uncommon creature human pilot. He's got flying, and vehicles you control have flying as well. Oh. Right, everything gets off the ground. Like I said, yeah, you want three power dudes in your white and red vehicle decks, but this is like. 
all your vehicles are huge and they don't want to block him anyway. Giving him flying is kind of unnece- an unnecessary, like, sugar-coated toffee apple on top of the cherry on top of your Sunday. You don't mm. really need this, dude. Just renegade freighter from the sky. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to win with this anyway. Better take it in the sky. It's a bit, um, igno- bit of ignorance as well. The Admiral can make everything fly. Really, the engineers would get the, the engineers would, would be, be what you'd need for that. Yeah. All, shout out to all the engineers we know. Do all the subtype the pilot, they all provide buffs to vehicles they crew, don't uh, they? Generally, or they're better yeah. at d- or, uh, doing it. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. I'm glad we managed to cover that as mm. the uh, as we're getting as we, <laughs> moving we're like, out of the vehicle. That's interesting. Never oh, going to yeah. draft that again? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's keep an eye out for that as we go through some of the spoilers. There might be <laughs> similar. Pilot, pilot's cards on the upper cap. <laughs> oh, no, no. There might, might be like... <laughs> Pi- you know, such and such pyramid builder. You know, God, you go, oh, God no, no. pilot. Yeah, oh, yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's a new fucking flogger. <laughs> flogger bus. A new steam um, flogger bus. Yeah. Riggers. Are we, are we, Riggers. we covered Aeronaut Admirable? Ad- yeah, admirable. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, he dies to shock, so that's my, that's my test. Right, he's gone too. In the bin. All right, our last uncommon, uh, and we don't have a foil. Sadness for mm. everyone at home hoping to win this, yeah. these cards. It's a non foil masterpiece. <laughs> That'd be worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot print, of money. Print era masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, aerial modification for and a white for an uncommon enchantment aura. Enchant uh, creature or vehicle. As long as enchanted vehicle, uh, sorry, as long as enchanted permanent is a vehicle, it's a creature in addition to its other types. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and has flying. Total poops. Yeah, rubbish. So expensive, um, isn't it? I, I played it once or twice because I needed because I had uh, two or three iron tread crushes in my deck, uh, and not, uh, if they if they gummed up the board with servos, mm. I would I would sideboard it in or or just hope to like you just go and just hope that it like lands, <laughs> and if they don't kill it, they die. They take like eight damage twice and and lose. Um, so this is a bit of a hail mary for me in the format. Mm. I'd I'd put it in if I had nothing else going on. You want to be doing? Do you have a removal spell? Oh, cool! I win. (laughs) (laughs) Gets back to the old line. You'd be wanting to do more with your five mana. Much, much more than this, right? Uh, Because this is opening yourself up to get two for ones with yeah, yeah, destructive tampering, daring demolition. There's a lot of bounce spells in this format. Yeah, two for one. You spent that much on it. It's like you're gonna you're gonna lose if you start behaving like this. All right, we don't have a mythic. And we have a rare, and its artist is Chris Run. It looks Ooh, it's a number twenty three. They usually give Chris Run good ones. A white card, number twenty three, white. Yeah, it's a two two. Oh, it's Sram. It is Sram Senior Edificer. Yeah. Now talk it up. Someone's winning this. Yeah, oh. Sram. Oh, he goes in that modern deck with all the equipment that costs zero. Let oh, me tell you what great. he does. He's a rare. He's a two cost two two. One on a one on a white. <laughs> no, legendary creature. He's a dwarf. Woo-hoo, we love dwarfs. That's Scottish. What's his, what's his type? He's an advisor. Uh, whenever you cast what? an aura, a tribal. Is yeah. a, no. When, whenever you cast an aura or equipment or spell vehicle or vehicle manager. spell, you get to draw a card. So when you cast your um, aerial modification, oh. boom, draw a card. Swarms around. Um, that don't. This card mm-hmm. ended up being. Okay, because you need two drops in this format. Like mm. I said, two two is pretty anemic, uh, and you don't really want them in this format. But if this guy, you're casting. One time, I had, I had um, daring demolition in my hand. My opponent yeah. plays Sram, and I untap, play my fourth land. I'm like, should I daring demolition this Sram? It's really the only time it's going to fit in my mana curve, right? Because I want to be curving out with creatures from now on. Uh, and then he proceeded to play five. Auras and or vehicles over the next five turns. I should have killed this round. Ah, oh. uh, because he went. Your guy can't attack or block. 
with them thing, played a vehicle, played another Your Creature Can't Attack or Block, played an enchantment on his own dude, and so he drew like five or six cards off this SRAM that I chose not to so kill. So he built around SRAM. Yeah, he built an entire deck around this mm. with cards that are also good without him and, yeah, wrecked me. So Got when told. this was doing really well, it was doing really well. But do you know what kills SRAM? Daring Demolition. So that's Fucking my other thing. I mean, shock, shock will take him down, won't it? Shock will take him down as yeah. well, yeah. Okay, so we're pretty much uh, goodbye Aether Revolt boosters, pretty mm. unimpressively. Uh, which which one would you pick out of? Yeah, out of D- Daring Demolition is just an time. answer to all of the problems of, of yeah. this format, which is even though it makes you go deep, deep black, deep yeah. On the slam. So, so you can just go deep black and then have a little bit of white, a little bit of red, uh, you know, blue black improvise. I really liked that deck. But as well. for turn four, uh, you'd probably be having. To, you wouldn't have to go super hardcore black, would you? Because yeah. you, know, you could get two. You'd, you'd want to be more on the ten swamps, seven islands end of the spectrum. Um, but mm. even if you play this on turn six, it's still one of the best cards in your deck. So okay. uh, mana issue is not really a problem. With hey, if at home you, you're looking forward to winning this this booster, don't worry, we're throwing a chrome cro- a chrome a chrome mox. A chrome mox. Yeah, <gasps> later. That's worth some money. Yeah, man. How All right. many dollars? Uh, we're not going to tell you when. Sixty dollars. We're not going to tell you when we're doing that in the show because people just fast forward to that, see if they want or not. <laughs> so stay tuned. Uh, you get all these cards plus a Chrome Mox and maybe mm. a, maybe a Comb Mox as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was uh, Buster Booster for Aether Revolt. Goodbye, Aether Revolt. Hi. It's a card quiz. It's a real quiz. You had to do it, didn't you? All right. Well. Since it's in the theme of doing, <laughs> since it's in the theme of doing things differently, we've got MTG card quiz stretching new boundaries. Uh, I've this the theme of this MTG card quiz is MTG cards seen through the eyes of a six year old. Wow. Okay. So I have a sound grab of uh, a six year old, my daughter, giving her interpretation of what the card looks like. It's from Aether Revolt. Cool. So it gives you the set. All right. Uh, and she's going to describe the card art to you. Mm-hmm. You have to write down what the card is. Oh, sure. All right. I have her handwritten notes here mm. if you need you know, me to so recap. Cute. All right. We haven't heard it yet. There's a lot of swearing, a lot of blue work goes oh on. Oh, my this. God. Yeah. All right. So. I don't know. He looks like a fucking twerk with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had to, dwarf, man. <laughs> she, she was actually. Oh, I better talk about it. Because she knows the characters. She started like talking about characters sometimes oh, here cool. and there. Yeah, and yeah. she go, no, you, they'll give it away. <laughs> or you're, yeah. So here you are. You ready for the soundbite? Here are your soundbite clues. Number one. This girl has got a hammer. She's fighting. There is a fire and machines. Number two, there is a girl with poison. It is pink. It is dark because it is night. She's got goggles on her head, but it is not Chandra. Number three, there is a person holding a timer with a green goat. In the background, there are goats and trees. There you go. You've been told. (laughs) The second one is definitely not Chandra. That's, that's what, his. Was it, what was she saying in the last one? It's last it, one. She's got a goat, and in the background, there's goat and trees. Yeah, it's um, there is a person holding a timer with a green goat. In the background, there are goats and trees. Oh my god! I have, I have no yeah. Oh, I've got that. I got that in the bag. I don't oh. know if it's the right name, but I know the card. Kai in my could head. be in front. Did you need a recap on any of those? Uh, the first one was the first one. The first one. This girl has a hammer. She is fighting. There is fire and machines. 
<laughs> and just not narrow it down in Kaladesh. MTG cards <laughs> through the eyes of a six-year-old girl. Very concise descriptions, really. Oh, yeah. The last um, one, I had a goat? Number two. Have you got number one and two? I've got one and two, I think. Yeah. You, you need any more, Kai? You're good to go. Oh. oh. I think, I think we've finished zung. MTG card quiz, haven't we? Yeah, there we, we to go. Yeah. All right. Sure, yeah, I think... I'm all out. This is weird because I haven't read any questions yet. But it's we're ready very to concise. I think Miette could be a quiz quiz show host. Very concise. We could we could knock out MTG card quiz like bang. yeah. All right. Uh, question number one: This girl has got a hammer. She's fighting, and there is fire and machines. Uh, you want to open up the uh, open it up, Aaron? What, what do you? I reckon? think this is Pia's revolution. All right. What do you got, Kai? Same Pia's revolution. It is Pia's revolution. Yes. Good description. Six-year-old girl. Yeah. Mm, my daughter. Um, question number two, Kai. Uh, there is a girl with poison. It is pink. It is dark because it is night. She's got <laughs> goggles on her head, but it's not Chandra. But it's not Chandra. And no. Um, I can't remember the middle word. I want to say it's like Aether Stream Poisoner. Aether Stream Poisoner? Huh? Yeah, what he said. Aether Poisoner. There's no middle word. Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you both. It's Aether Poisoner. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Poison. Nice. They're like night. crouching and it's like a... And it's very, it's very pink. The, yeah, the, it's like a, a poison dagger pink. sort of thing. I was yeah. saying, maybe you want to say dagger, and she's like, there's no dagger. What I dagger? No, that pink thing. I think it's a dagger. She's like an aether. She poisons the dagger. And she's like, nah. Nah. And, right. and also I said, I don't think it's night. I think she's just in like a cavern. Oh, no, it's night. Oh, it is dark because it is night. Can't yeah. you oh, that's why she said yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is dark because it is night. Not because she's Dad. in a cavern. <laughs> Dad. Uh, so I did try to help. Question three, Aaron. Yeah. Um, there is a person holding a timer with a green goat. In the background, there are goats and trees. What do you have, Mr. Graham? Oh. Thriving Ibex, I have no... Oh, Felidar? No, Thriving Ibex. Ha- that was my first guess. Right. That's the bestiary. Oh. Yeah, any more? No. Uh, best Jerry of something or other. Lifecrafter's best Jerry. Lifecrafter's best Jerry. Oh, I've given it to him. It's yeah. 3 2 or Because oh, I can see the card in my head. It's that fucking with front. a little hologram and there's the, it's, it's scanning the goat. It's like the Pokedex. Oh, it's a scanning Pokedex the, scanning the, the goat, goat thing. I didn't actually play, I played with that card one time. I did like 50 drafts of this form. And you didn't I, think, I what's this got... guy with the timer and the goat? I said, oh, I don't know. Because I remember when that card got spoiled, a bunch of people were just like jizzing over it. It's quite good, really. Whenever you cast a creature, you draw a card. Card? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's it. And the people are like, "Oh, that's crazy green card draw because you cast creatures like all fucking yeah, all time. time." That was MTG card quiz. Hey, it's time to talk some spoilers. I'd love to hear about some spoilers. Smooth spoilers. Well, I do you think, think that one will fly? I don't know if that one will stick. That no, didn't have any character. Spoilers. We need to, I need to figure out how to do an impression of the freeform jazz from the 1970s Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> That's what it should be. I think people are, are watching the video stream of this and l- then listening to it. Obviously, and obvious, it's pretty lively <laughs> outside of the actual podcast, we're isn't it? We're very serious on the podcast. Yeah. So this oh, is yeah. the serious stuff, people. Yeah, serious. Yeah. So what we're doing is uh, we've got a, a like quite a few spoilers come through from our Armaquette. We're like a week and a half away mm, from the pre-release yeah. happening. Goodness me, it snuck up. Oh yeah, yeah, Hasn't it did. It? Yeah. That's what uh, that's what uh, alternate Egypt studio they sneak up on mm-hmm. you and uh, attack you with uh, 
what have we got, like 30 cards, something like that, that we can look at? 111. Um, it's 111, the spoilers. About 140 have oh. been spoiled already. It doesn't really look so. So we've got half the set to go then. Oh, there we go. So spoiler-wise, we've got like half the set to go, because it's a big set, set yeah. Um, oh, okay. They have been doing a really interesting thing this time, which is that they haven't... Usually, the first week and a half of spoilers just mythic every day. Yeah. Two rares every day. Things that get people hyped, and then they just drop all the commons and uncommons on us, and we're like, well... Oh like, yeah, and you miss a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, um, I, th- what they've done this time is previewed it just seemingly at random, which okay. is which is great. Spread out the spread out the bonds, spread out the bonds, spread yeah. out the rarity, and we still have heaps of bonds left. Yeah, when I was looking through the list, so f- well, when I was looking through the other day, not so many mythics in there yeah. at the moment. You've not got so many one mythics. from every color. Usually, you see all ten yeah. mythics before you see all of the rares or any of the uncommons, or even like more than half the commons mm. and this time we are halfway through the set we still got mythics to see still rares still like to see two mythics it heaps looks like. of uncommons yeah, I think we've yeah. got ten mm-hmm. alright so what do you want to open up with you want to talk about these gods well yeah I guess the gods go through the cycles of gods stuff gods are a big thing yeah um, not to Gideon anymore he's, he's, in, he's a little bit excited they are big though they're very tall they're very tall yeah. people mm. so this is a cycle of legendary creature god they're all indestructible and have another keyword in their colour Okay. So the white one is, say, uh, yeah, uh, three, and a, say three and a white, two and a three. It's, it's, double, a, double. it's a three and a white for a three six. Three and a white for a three six. Double strike. Uh, double strike and indestructible. Ooh. Can't attack or block unless you control three or more other creatures. Okay. Because um, so it commands them. Because it of, commands them. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it's kind of like the Theros theme where you needed your devotion to yeah, be devotion really high. Yeah, devotion. And in this, it's like you need to have fulfilled the will of the god for them to manifest themselves. Mm. Um, usually uh, all the gods' activated abilities, because they all have an activated ability as well, tend towards them being able to attack or, or block. So in this case, uh, three and a white make a... Yeah, it's uh, in Spanish. Uh, make a 1-1 one, one <laughs> white uh, soldier creature token with vigilance, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let me just double check that. Um, yeah, with vigilance. Yeah. So this is going to tend towards tailor. itself. You make lots of random creatures to throw away, and then you can get to attack with your three-six vigilance. Um, the blue one requires you to have seven or more cards in hand. The black one requires a creature to have died under your control this turn. Nice. Uh, the red one uh, requires you to have one or less cards in hand, which people online are calling heck bent because it's not hell bent, which is zero or zero cards. Right. This is one or less cards heck bent. And Has it then, got some sick power, though, for that? Because you're not doing anything, are you, if you've got one or less cards in your hand? Well, this is the thing. It's it's kind of tended towards this... They've, they've designed a lot of these cards in the set. It seems to meld really well with Shadow's Block. Oh. So there are these split cards, which we'll talk about in a minute, that are two different types and two different types in your graveyard. Cards that were really ugly until they released the Masterpieces. More on that later. <laughs> <coughs> no one seems uh, to care anymore. No, we've, we've all forgotten about them. When you open them in a booster, you'll be like... Oh, oh yeah, it's a card. Uh, Sorry, I so lots of cards have two different types, so that when you, they're in your graveyard, they contribute to yeah. delirium. And like this, Hazaret the Fervent, or Hazaret the Pervert, as it looks like it in does its look. masterpiece version. Oh, it looks like it for me. Three in a red, indestructible haste, five four, can't attack or block unless you have one or fewer cards in hand. Two in a red, discard a card, deals two damage to each opponent. Uh, it's like it's okay. Do you really want to be throwing the rest of your cards away to just deal two damage to them? If the cards you're discarding say had madness, Ooh. from m- the m- shadows m- of m- Innistrad m- block, mad, 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 I'm terrible for this because I just keep thinking of the Mad Max soundtrack because I listen to it when I work out. I was saying Mad Max. Fucking Mad Max. 
chapped it off. Um, mm. So this is so Armin Kett is the first of the blocks that they designed with the three block uh, set in mind. So when they were going to rotate cars every six months, yeah. So you know when when Cal- uh, sorry when Armin Kett came out, it was going to rotate out Battle for Zendikar. Yeah, and that now they've gone. Oh no, we're not going to do that. Just when the October set comes out, it'll knock out Battle for Zendikar and Shadows of Innistrad. Yeah. Um, so they only do a rotation once a year in October. Yeah, and so we'd have four sets. So we've got oh, four yeah, blocks four instead, blocks, of, where yeah. we were only planning for three, and they were only planning for three. Yeah. <clears throat> so all this stuff synergizes with Kaladesh and Innistrad stuff. None of it synergizes with the Battle for Zendikar stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can see Hazaret tends towards that madness thing. It's You can discard cards and get your Delirium going. And also it's fueling the graveyard, because Armanket's quite graveyard heavy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got a you got a god from every color, is is what's happening there. They're all not not fantastic. You got to jump through a lot of hoops to get any of them attacking and blocking, and then really that's all you've got yeah. out of it. If, okay. if anything, I think I, when I look at it, I go so Okatra, uh, the white one, and Hazaret, the red one, cost one more mana than the rest, mm-hmm. uh, and for me, that's kind of a. Off, I think it is a huge put off. For me, I yeah. think it depends Kefnet, what you get, though. I mean, you, you pay one, you pay four mana for yeah. a, a total bomb, uh, you know, three, yeah, but like they're just not total bombs, like. yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, Kefnet wants you to have a full hand, seven cards in it. When do you ever have seven cards in hand when you're when everything's gone wrong, when every, yeah, very, like, very badly? And you go, Kefnet, cool, I've got a five five indestructible. They're like, exile it, you're like, oh, yeah. I worked so hard, I think, and got hmm. so far when I was in the at, end. It didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. Dun, dun, you see, Ronus appears dun, like dun. a trap. Like, you want to spend three mana just to put a plus two on something so that then you can attack with Ronus. Y- yeah, and that's fine, but it's just a 5-5 five, five indestructible. The death touch doesn't matter. Like, whatever. It was already going to kill whatever it was attacking. Well, yeah, but Ronus could... vehicles are still floating around. Yeah, that could, that's true. That could run in a, in a green black snack deck green, where green, you end up green, with pretty high snack. power stuff pretty mm. often. Well, he's a snack. He is a snack. Hmm. Snack god. That is true. Snack god. Snack good. Snack men. And, and are these... Oh, we're wasting way too much time on the, uh, <laughs> this bit, though. Are, are these ones based on actual Egyptian gods? Because one of the all, listener questions alluded to this. quite loose. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you probably know a little more about this than me. Uh, Okatra is a ripoff of Bast, the cat god. Um, uh, Kefnet is a ripoff of Tot. Uh, or Toot or Thoth, depending on who you ask. Yep. Uh, the, he's a god of knowledge. Uh, Bontu is Sekhmet, uh, which is crocodile head god. I can't remember what they represent. Uh, Hazaret. Death. Death, right. Uh, no, no actually. No. Uh, they don't, 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 they've got lots of... They have a weird relationship with death. They don't have a god for death. They've got lots of jobs around death. Oh, sure. Um, Ronas, uh, I can't remember the viper-headed god, and Hazaret oh, will be... Right. A lion or tiger headed god, or this one of their other many cat headed gods. Aaron and I are just consulting our Egyptian uh, gods, uh, <laughs> which there's only 12 of them because we're using um, historyforkids.net <laughs> and they've just boiled it down to the, ne- the necessary gods. Um, is <clears throat> is Hazaret uh, like a female Anubis with the, with the kind of jackal? Oh, uh, yeah, that face? might be the yeah. guy. Yeah, that um, might be. So, no, let's so, talk about magic. So that's, in- so that's interesting. <laughs> like, um, uh, as far as gameplay goes, it feels like these are less powerful than the Theros gods because they don't actively do something. Uh, like, say, 
Perforos, the red god. If you ever got his devotion online, he was a 6-5 huge indestructible thing, mm. but that wasn't why you were playing him. You were playing him for his other effects, which were you could pump your charisma. team and his charisma, yeah. which was whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it does two damage to each opponent. Whoa, that's a lot of so, charisma. So it's like sweet enchantment, cool activated ability. If it ever attacks a creature, oh my god, it's going off. In this, it's like... You have to jump through all these hoops just to attack with a stupid 5-5. Five five. For a bomb, you shouldn't For be jumping through hoops. Yeah. Mm. Ju- I'm not yeah. even sure if I'd pick these in draft. Is this, oh is this God, representative of this kind of overall peaks and troughs of... Like, they've, they seem... Um, so I've seen some stuff going around, some buzz just comments from people saying that Magic have been scared off of making really, like, bomb-ass cards mm. like the gods... Uh, even Smuggles recently, Copter. they made you know the Eldrazi Titans ended up banning one of them. Smuggler's Copter, yeah. Smuggler's Copter. Copter. They, they weren't hard. afraid there, were they? Went too yeah. far. Yeah, mm. but even then, and then, well, they're still fucking up little things like that because you know, Smuggler's Copter was just a rare, wasn't it? It's like, rare. Yeah, uh, but it's I've heard this around that they're scared of making powerful cards, and I think it's starting to show well, in well, certain examples. Th- this is a thing, like in their design philosophy, they they see how um, they're really worried about power creep. Because once you, if you have a game that goes around for yeah. twenty five years, a way to get people excited sixty thousand damage exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you have a creature that's bigger than the last set of creatures, or you have an enchantment that's better than any other enchantment that's ever happened, and you see a little bit of creep in the creatures, but then it leads to a wane in the sorceries, and then when instants and sorceries say blue is really good, the creature decks fall off a little bit, and they're keeping it in this constant flux where they have a lot of stuff on their plate, and they don't want everything to be great all at once because why are you playing magic Mm. um also not for the future to be exciting also there's a solid argument from the different formats that are played as Mm -hmm. well and you don't Mm -hmm. want to destroy an entire format because all of a sudden a a super bomb card comes out in this set and just makes everything else redundant because people are building those decks over the years well you you see those articles it's like what can you take from the latest from the current standard meta for your modern deck and there's there's some stuff going around that's like but Hmm. um it's like like metallica bringing out a new album they never play any of those songs at at their gigs anymore because they're playing all the classics Mm. Mm. And it's, and it's I, I, I feel like I've recently heard Modern's one of the most played formats. Modern is actually like because because if you're looking at formats as really difficult to get into, Standard is actually very difficult to get into. Yeah, absolutely. You I'll need agree to with that. you need to buy a whole bunch of cards that you're told are going to rotate half of them out in six months. Just build learn money. fast. Just, I mean, that's just, always just like burn a thing. Your money. Modern is this really sweet spot where you spend. Slightly more than you would on a current standard deck, but your deck lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then now, standard has bannings because they're making developmental and design mistakes. People have no interest in investing in standard. So but Infinite all Cats these people is so in keeping with hieroglyphics because yeah, if, if, if you've ever read a pyramid, a lot of cats. Lots of cats. Yeah. We should we should save this whinging about design for maybe uh, viewer questions. Let's talk sure. about some trials. So what have the, we got? So the, uh, part of the story of Amonkhet is that all the inhabitants of Amonkhet uh, are going through the trials of each of the five gods, and then at the end they get rewarded with being murdered by the red god spear. Oh, such a good reward! <laughs> so yeah. the red god spears them with their spear, and mm. you're like, yes. I did oh, it. Did it. I got um, so these are represented by the five different trials. They all have an enters a battlefield effect as an enchantment. All, they all cost different things. And then whenever a cartouche enters the battlefield, yeah. you return all the trials to your hand, regardless of what color they are, regardless of what cartouche entered. Um, this looks more like a limited mechanic because the trials are uncommon and the cartouches are all creature enchantments that are common. So oh. I don't know how often I'm going to be playing these. Yeah. Um, but the trials, or individually... 
stand up. They're all pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. Have you got a favourite? No, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna put your hat on one or your uh, my hat headgear, yeah. Um, <clears throat> for constructed, the black one is actually quite pushed. One in a black target opponent sacrifices a creature. There's not a lot of trashy creatures lying around outside of token decks, so this is actually going to get a lot of a, a lot of things. Uh, mm. And the and the the blue one seems pretty strong as well. Draw three cards, then discard a card because there's a lot of things that trigger off you discarding a card in this set. And go for the uh, Kai Griffiths. Uh, looking at how much it costs, you guide. There's a bit of variance there over the over the lot. There of is, yeah. Around. The black one seems pushed for constructed at two mana, and then you've got the blue one, which is very powerful at the four. White, white and red are one, one mana. Uh, uh, the white and red um, trials are three each. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the cartouches. yeah the cartouches. Well, the cartouches are interesting because. I don't think you can ever afford to play a creature enchantment in yeah. standard because someone always has a kill what spell. You, what if you accidentally started playing Mythos? Oh, the Mythos. Um, um, Theros. Theros? <laughs> then, then, yeah. I can all like, call Cthulhu but, stuff behind Kai's But that head was an like, incredible talking. example of them flipping yeah. the script. Which um, is great. Yeah, with heroic and um, and not very much removal. There's lots that's of removal the in this uh, set. That was the set. I think that's the set that we hark back to mm. quite a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did you want to say anything else about the trials uh, and the cartouches? I, I, I think the trials could see some play in in standard. Steer away from the cartouches, but probably. the cartouches are, it's, it's too much of a liability to play them just to get your, your trials back. Yeah. All right, we've got some uh, cycling lands that you uh, mentioned before. We, uh, yeah, start so talking about cycling, cards. cycling is back. What do you think of cycling, Kai? It's good um, for the fines. I think it's like if I put a cycling card in a constructed deck, I'm doing that. Okay, this is a really terrible way to phrase it. So so if I look at field pools, right? Enters the battlefield tapped, it's black and blue, uh, cycling two. For two mana, I could discard this and draw a card. So if I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sweet for mana, but I'm looking for this other thing Anything that I need else. to turn up, yep, uh, then I'll just, just fuck it off um, and cycle it out. I think it'll be interesting because there's some other things that are like when you cycle exactly, or discard, yep. but... I th- I feel like this shows that Battle for Zendikar was not supposed to be in the set anymore. Yeah. Uh, because there's better two color lands in Battle for Zendikar. Yep. Sunken, uh, not yeah. That reward you for basic lands being in play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's stuff like that, uh, or you know, if you've got two or more, or, and then there's the ones from Kaladesh, you've got two or less, mm-hmm. which I think well, the Kaladesh ones are supposed to replace the Battle for Zendikar. Whereas ones these in a way. having the basic land types, so it's Island Swamp on Fetid Pools, um, they. They work well with the hand lands from Shadows of Innistrad, which is reveal an island or swamp when you play this. You can reveal this from your hand and then cycle it away later. Well, so, true. So that's that's a good interplay, but it's like... These lands are like at rare. Like, it's not very exciting, but you got a land that comes into play tapped all of the time. But if you ever draw it later in the game, it's another card for two mana. Like, it's, it's going to go in a lot of constructed decks because you want that that choice do i want to fix my mana early if i draw this late i can cash it in for something else and i think that's i think that's a powerful choice card draw is a powerful choice Mm -hmm. if it was you know pay two mana to to anything else put a counter on this imagine if it was tacked onto all the other cards in your deck which i'll talk about later um cycling is just one of the most powerful and interesting things because there's always a dichotomy between the, the you that wants to just make sure you have your land drops, but also you could cash it in for something sweet. 
Is there and a, cycling's very much. There's obviously a strategy to when you, how you pay for these cycling ca- mm-hmm. uh, effects as well. Yep. You prefer to have that car that you're about to sacrifice as being one of the ones that you tap and get rid of. You, uh, you don't sacrifice them, oh, so you can well, only, so discard, you can only oh, discard cycle it from your hand. Your hand. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. So cycling's an activated ability. You can only activate from your hand. Oh, and if okay. you look at some of the other cards, like uh, feast, uh, feast for scarabs, which is one black mana, exile three, three. cards from a gra- from a graveyard. Cycling for black mana. I think that this has a spot in constructed and standard to be main deckable because you've got delirium decks, you've got stuff like scrap heap scrounger, you've got torrential gear hulk targeting stuff in your graveyard. And if you're not playing against a thing that interacts with the graveyard, just cycle it away. Just draw a new card. It costs yeah. you one mana and very not, not much opportunity cost. I'm, I'm wondering if, because we've only seen half the set spoiled mm-hmm. so far and the full spoiler will be this Friday. Friday, yeah. Um, so Saturday morning for us, I think. Yeah, pretty much. So so this weekend, we're recording on a Wednesday. Behind, mm. look, look 15th. Behind uh, but yeah, it's that seemed to be a lot of people are clamoring for graveyard hate. They were yep. like, the graveyard has become this huge stick that everyone gets thrashed with through madness, through delirium, and there's no, and through hate other shit. How do I deal with my opponent's graveyard deck? Oh, there's literally nothing in the format until Armancat comes out. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I've never seen one where they've just let it run wild like this. And that's why Emrakul got banned. Because you couldn't get rid of stuff in their graveyard. So Emrakul always costs seven if they would if they knew what they were doing. Or, or eight. Or, or nothing. Or no, or if you played Aetherworks yeah. Marvel like a scumbag like me. <laughs> Okay, so, so that's land. So you, you if, if obviously this has an effect, if you've got those cards in your hand later on, you don't need land, they're, they're yeah. kind of handy, chuck them away, whatever. In, yeah. But what Get about cycling creatures, though? What do they, uh, do they give you a dilemma of keeping hold of the, you know, you want to keep yeah, hold of it, so, you want to get so rid of it? So this is interesting. So so I'll tell you about the first standard. Are they I've, all over the place on this, by the way? Yeah, so I'll yeah. show you. The first one that got spoiled is uh, Archfiend of Ithnir, okay. um, which is a 5-4 with flying for five mana. It's a demon. Usually Sweetheart. you expect some some downside here, but it's whenever you... Hmm. Uh, it's a 5 forward flying, cycling for two. Whenever you cycle or discard another card, put a neg one, neg one counter on each creature your opponent's control. So it doesn't even kill your stuff, it's just a 5 forward flying. This is an insane card in Limited, because it's a 5 forward flying, you just fill your deck with some random cycling cards, you just wipe their entire board yeah. of creatures. Just, and it's particularly because cycling... moly! Uh, mm. Most cycling seems to be color independent. Yeah, it's so you can generic. just cycle. You can have some off-color cycle just to have cycling cards. Yeah. <laughs> right. If he is out, yeah, just hose my them. hand, hose your side <laughs> of the deck. Kill Done. all your dudes. So drafting is going to be like uh, uh, maybe towards the, uh, the last couple of picks. You're just going to be grabbing uh, random cycling stuff anything, because yeah. you could just chuck them in your deck <laughs> but to trigger yeah. your stuff like Archfiend. Archfiend is is an insane bomb rare. Um, let's Seb have a look McKinnon. at one of the other yeah. ones, which is sorry. I think it's Seb McKinnon on the art. Seb he's, McKinnon he's done a good art. job. Uh, one of my um, incidental favorites from the set uh, are two cards. One is called Curator of Mysteries. Okay. Two blue blue for a Sphinx. It's a four four with flying. Already pretty happy with that. Yeah. Whenever you cycle or discard another card, scry one. Cycle for one blue mana. Just blue mana. So early on, you don't need a four four with flying. You don't need somewhere to kill him. Cycle it away. Whatever. Cycle a whole bunch of other cards. You scry before you, before you draw the card from cycling. So you get to scry okay. one, see whether you want it, then you get to draw the uh, other card yeah, yeah. or whatever. So it's all these interesting, small synergistic abilities um, th- with the opportunity of cycling so you don't get mana screwed early. Oh, it's just cycling's a great mechanic. Are there any, me- are there a lot any of them- mechanics for getting these back out of your graveyard within this set? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, some. Some. there's okay. some. I, I think that's a, a lot of the stuff that's going to get spoiled. We'll talk about the planeswalkers in a minute as well. Yeah, because that's obviously a good drafting technique. Is if you could chuck in this away 
early on, but then you want a four four flight later get on. Back. Yeah, yep. get it back. Yeah, get it back. I think that's going to be a draft archetype. Yeah. 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 Or even well, also with that kind of stuff, it's like oh, discard stuff. So there's plenty of things that'll just let you discard things or mm-hmm. penal- penalize you, discard cards, stuff like that. Yeah. You just force yourself to discard shit like um. Mm, I've totally forgotten Kozilek's Return or something oh, like yeah. that Straight to the Graveyard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so so like there's you can see this cool synergy between all the other stuff um, uh, one of the ones from Eldritch Moon that I'm playing in my uh, in my new Drake Haven deck which I'll explain in a second is Collective Brutality has um, Multi-Kicker what's it called? Escalate oh. uh, Escalate Discard a card yeah. And so it triggers all these things that, that trigger when you discard a card. Um, this uh, in new enchantment from Armaquette called Drake Haven, I'm pretty excited about. Two and a blue enchantment. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a 2 2 with flying into play. Is Drake Haven like where you go if you got too many, if your Drakes have like a litter and you, and you can't keep them all alive? Yeah, you, you just take them to in the there? Drake Haven. Drake Haven. Can't, right. can't handle them. Mm. Um, but then you pick them up and play them in your magic cards. Yeah, it's also like um, the, the name of the new bachelor pad for the, the rapper from Canada, Drake. Okay, yeah, Drake. Yeah. This is Drake Haven. Yeah, he's so very, just hanging out there. Very hot Heart right Lambling. now. Go into the Drake Haven. Finally, there we go, did it. That's what the flavor text is. What do you think of that guy? My thoughts are best left unsaid. Drake Haven deck. Drake Haven deck. Um, so what you do is you just fill your deck with really cheap cyclers, uh, cycle your way to a Drake Haven, kill their creatures. When you play the Drake Haven, every single card you cycle or discard in the future for whatever reason, you just make a two two, make a two two. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Go two so, two with flying. Kill that two two. Cycle another thing. So this will incidentally be better than the modules deck that's been my like you know project, yeah, in, uh, mad uh, scientist project in the basement from all million the stuff years. To you on the planet. It's like whenever you cycle a card. 50 cycling cards. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Wizards. Because there's no doubt. Because even though you're throwing cards away, you're, you're always getting a, a new one. So you're not, yeah, like hobbling yourself. Yeah, right? so, so this is why my focus is on these one-mana cycling cards. They're just cheap ways to cycle some stuff, draw a new card, you draw another cycling card, make another Drake. Um, Drake Heaven seems like a sweet card to build around. So what I've done is, um, because they haven't previewed the whole set yet, my idea is get Liliana the Last Hope which is put the top two cards of your library from Eldritch Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard, get a creature back from them into your hand, get your cycling creatures back, cycle them again, get another Drake. Uh. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, whoa. So that's before my... something gets banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, gee, well, okay, so in- individual bommy cards. What have you seen that's uh, got, the, got you both excited? Have a rest, Aaron. Think about mm. it. Kai, I know you've got. One or two, obviously. Um, I think I don't think they'll be fantastic. No. Uh, they cost a bit much, but the monument cycle. So there's a monument for all the gods, um, and they each for their respective god are they reduce artifacts? the yeah. So legendary yeah. artifact. For example, Kefnet, he's the blue god. Uh, blue creature spells cost one less to cast. Mm. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting. That could play interestingly with improvise, uh, particularly if you had a blue improvise, so you could knock a bit of the uh, the cost off and be improvising it off of the the monument at the same time. Your Bastion Inventor costs two less because you have this out and you have an, an artifact to, to, to tap with. So I think I think there'll be some interesting shit around there. Um, there is only one card so far that uses brick counters so there <laughs> yeah. must be a whole bunch of cards we haven't oh, seen two. yet in the spot there's oh there's two they, they now just a second one yeah um Which so because i know oracle's vault what's the other one a pyramid of the pantheon 
Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, add one, and, and so this is when you do shit, you put brick counters on them, and then you get to do something special based on your number of brick counters. Um, How for many example, brick, uh, jokes are going to be cast uh, onto some pretty least weekend? <laughs> well, I'm going to bring my own tokens from home. Uh, we're literal, on a yeah. cart, <laughs> literal yeah. bricks yeah. <laughs> onto the table. The big, the big plastic, uh, yeah, Lego bricks. Uh, uh, hey, oh. David, uh, what's red and bad for your teeth? I don't know, Kai. A brick. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, you think that's funny, but it's really insensitive because all of my teeth, they're fake. They're uh, fake from a horrible got brick. Bricked, a horrible <clears throat> Oh, I didn't know a about A horrible smelting yeah. accident. Traumatic uh, yeah. brick. Uh, and just, what's the other card that uses uh, brick counters? Uh, Oracle's Vault. Yeah, yeah, and that one lets you exile the top card of your library until end of turn you may play that card without paying its mana cost. Activate this ability only if there are three or more brick counters on Oracle's Vault. But Oracle's Vault costs four... So and I'm then like, you've got to pay two for three turns in a row to tap it and maybe yeah. get the top card of your library. It's and it doesn't like, come in with any counters. So, I mean, even if you could play Winding Constrictor and try and double your counters, yeah, it yeah. would still... That's a lot of hope. It's, it's, it's quite a lot of work, but the payoff is casting the top card of your library for free every single turn. Yeah, so... and that's never gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a big tentacly thing being banned for a similar reason. Um, but Aetherworks Marvel was way easier to turn on on turn four, yeah. which is why it was so oppressive. So this is like requires a lot of work. Yeah, play your thing, sack your thing. Uh, Aaron, uh, boner cards. Um, boner <clears throat> boner um, split cards. Oh, no, I was, I was getting them queued up for a bit later. Okay. Did you want to talk about the split cards? My big boner, my big Biggest boner yeah. is for Glory Boner, Glory Bringer, <laughs> which is a 4-4 yeah. dragon. So this is one of the new mechanics from the set. There's an exert. 4-4 four, four dragon, flying, haste. Wow, what you say. Oh, what yeah. downside am I getting for this card? 4-4 mm. four, four, flying, haste, a rare Glory Bringer. Sweet um, picture too. You may exert it as it attacks, and exert means it doesn't untap your next turn. If you do oh, exert okay. it, does 4 damage to a creature that your opponent controls? How did they? How? What? And then is what if you? What is if anyone you, else astounded by this? And then what if you statuary garden or something like that and try yeah. and impro this out early? Always watching your creatures have vigilance. You may keep this untapped. It, it doesn't need to be tapped for the exert to go off. You just dome a creature, kill a creature every single. Time. I read a. Uh, no, no, I read every one single of their, time. Every second time. If you have always watching out, gives all your creatures vigilance. Oh, and, so and you, that overpowers... And the, oh, overpowers no, the no. Thing. Vigilance is only... They don't tap to attack. Don't I don't tap think to attack, exert makes them... Oh, so, but the, oh, if they don't tap in the first place, then exert tap, doesn't... Exactly. Ah! Yeah, so, so, so this is the insane thing. There's a red-white exert deck that I've seen, you know, around. Ramped up. Yeah, and it's just all the exert creatures and always watching. It's just like all your creatures just have an insane attack. But I read I read uh, one of the design philosophy things. They're talking about, oh, this is a top-down set, so we're trying to build in some stuff mm-hmm. that will stick around. So exert might be a thing for a while, not Ooh. just in this set. Ah, yeah. um, so I'm, well, I'm hoping that's what they mean because it's not a keyword. It just says you may just exert. exert. Just exert it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like it has exert one or mm-hmm. exert two. or Oh, my God, what if they did like exert three and you can't untap it for three, for three turns? turns yeah. That'd be fucking stupid. Um, but... I yeah, it's you look at that and they go and and they go oh and we've heard about always watching like we think this will be a cool synergy and stuff like that and I'm like oh if if the total dunderheads in card design at the moment are able to see that synergy coming this far <laughs> yeah. off there's going to be some broken ass shit like yeah. <laughs> hello to all the dunderheads by the way thanks hello, for listening hello dunderheads yeah. 
Um, Look, you let the cat out. <laughs> it's you it's literally very, let the cat out yeah. of the bag. It's very thematic as well, isn't it? Because you didn't ban the cat. You're a god, you know that you're a god, or it's a god's element. So you've got this summon no, the dragon, you're a god. and you and you and you're just pushing him. You know, you're exerting him. You get an extra influence. Yeah. He has to do extra. That's kind of cool. But he's knackered. He has to yeah. take a break. He's next got to, time. He's got to have a rest. Yeah. Uh, so I like that they've hit a lot of the tropes. They've hit the the building with the the pyramids and monuments and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they've hit the embalm is one of the other mechanics we haven't talked about. So this is a ability that you can activate on creatures in the graveyard. And when you embalm them, you exile them and make a token copy, which is exactly the same with all the same abilities. Uh, except it's a token and a zombie. And a zombie. And a white yeah, zombie. Always zombies. a white zombie. Yeah. Zombies I think in it's the a set little bit blue as well. Mummified. I th- yeah. Oh, I was reading that design philosophy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh, we're keeping this to white blue. Um, there's one green card and one red card with it, oh. but they said they're the exceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, not like zombie decks need any help. Well, it's going to be real interesting to see how it melds with the shadows stuff. Yeah. Were Egyptians into dragons? Hmm, just wondering. Well, they're not into minotaurs either, and there's a minotaur in the set. Okay. No, but um, they are into animal-headed people. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That's true. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Look, these split cards came out a while ago uh, by, by accident. Maybe uh, we saw the Noah Bradley one, uh, yeah. which is Dusk to Dawn. Just add two in between the, mm-hmm. the two names, and, you, and it tells a little story. The naming on these, exceptional, by the way. Because... Yeah. They had many stipulations, which was they make sense as a something to something, yeah. but also each side of the cards can't be the name of a card that already exists. Oh, okay. So if you have the card Heaven to Earth, there couldn't have been a card named Heaven or a card named Earth because of the way the rules work. Yeah. Um, so all of these are exemplary naming. Oh, and- Look, I love the Creative names, but team. they're just Hello to the Dunderheads. They're so ugly. Oh, but come on, this is this is the point though. When they came out, we saw Do- Dust to Dawn. We thought oh. which was both white, and I called that ugly. And now we've got like uh, Red, white green. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's even more ugly. I didn't think any of that. I thought Dust to Dawn, Salma Hayek, fantastic. <laughs> that's that's which gets Dust till Dawn. Dust till Dawn. Yeah, close enough. But you know, heaven till earth. Which was always my argument, you know, like Donald Trump started like blocking Mexicans out of the country. And I thought, hasn't he seen Salma Hayek? She's like, she's smoking. Isn't yeah. she Colombian or something? I don't oh, think so. I don't think she's you. Mexican. Oh, what about what about um, the Wikipedia. lady in um, Modern Family? Is she uh, she's called Colombian. Colo- she's Colombian. Colombian. Anyway, we thought these cards as uh, Kai oh. checks on Salma Hayek's uh, heritage. Salma Hayek is from Coatzacoalcos, Mexico. One of the Aztec name places. There you go. Yeah. She's Mexican. And, uh, yeah, these cards were butt ugly mm-hmm. uh, for a while. I think this is one of those ones where when you hold it in your hand and then you cast it and you're like, oh, so ugly. When you put it in your graveyard and you, you turn it sideways so that you can see them and yeah. they stand out from the rest of the graveyard, you'll be like, yeah, Ooh, yeah. I like what you did here, wizards. <laughs> uh, when they're can in you your hands, they will out? still look like trash. But when you put them in your graveyard, just no, turn them a little bit to the side. I do have to actually have to change how my exile pile looks, though, because that's how I do my exile pile. I turn it sideways. Oh, right, yeah. Um, oh, I have a separate pile that's upside down. Yeah, I, I now have to put it in front of my library. My graveyard's the orientated is, though, the same way as my hand is, though. I almost... In your graveyard? You look at it from the side. For, on the left? Yeah. Oh, I put library on the right, graveyard in front of it, stretched out, and then... This is why, this is why I never win. On a right but, angle. That's why. Yeah. I'm, but you, if didn't, you're be, you didn't listen to that limited resources? No, 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 no. If you're going to be tactical, I'm not going to stick these out the edge of my deck. I'm going to... I want the person hey, to forget. Hide them. Because yep. my deck ah. is always a flat stack anyway, and yeah. I check it, and then I put it back down. I'm not bad at remembering what's in my graveyard. I'm going pro tip there from Kai. Well, well it is it's completely true. And graveyard is open information. To, your opponent can look through your graveyard at any time, and you can stack it however you but want. But you often don't 
Can you wanna ask, hey man, you I'm gonna, can I look through your library? Like, can I, look through I don't want to look through people. Like, I don't want to ask that question. Maybe that's you like can, an You say, hey, can I, can I check your graveyard? Mm. Because it's open information. Same with the number of cards in their hand and their face-up exile cards. Can't look through the library. You can count the number of cards in the library. That's open information. <laughs> you go, can so I, I can check deck? that you've got 19 before I attack with all of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, for stuff like that. Or if you are thinking that you will mill them out, you need to see how yeah. long you need to survive. <laughs> I've done that in draft before. I'm just like, oh, how many cards are left in your deck? I got ten. You got eight. All right, let's let's keep going. Let's, let's, go let's keep going. I'm not going to concede. You might deck yourself. Uh, anything from the from the uh, split cards that you're excited about? Um, they... They're all quite strong. They're all like generic, powerful effect, medium lot, effect. A lot of rares. A couple of uncommons. Lots of rares. Few uncommons. Um, my favorite one is cut to and ribbons. Cuts of ribbons. ribbons. Yeah. Um, first half is one and a red sorcery. Deal four damage to target creature. Mm-hmm. And ribbons, which you can only cast with the aftermath effect from your graveyard. X black black. Each opponent loses X life. So you could just leave that there. and Just, just have leave a, it there. Have it as a big punch in the face yeah, later on. I, I think this is going to wow. be a big bomb card in limited. You can't splash for the second half, but you can splash for the first half. Can, so, you, yeah, can, you, you can still counter that like normal. That's still a still card being cast, cast, isn't it? From the yeah. Graveyard, yeah. All right, uh, so that was a split cards. Are we, we going to do it? Are we going to scroll up to the uh, invocations, the well, masterpieces? Uh, bef- before we go to the masterpiece invocations, let's yeah. talk the, the three planeswalkers. Uh, from oh, the- yeah, sorry, yeah. Do you know what we didn't have enough of? We didn't have enough of characters from the Gatewatch. Oh, God, the Gatewatch. On, yeah, sorry. Um, on planeswalkers. <laughs> so, I think this now makes... I think, so, if 59- I remember correctly... <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, Chandra was the most printed planeswalker... Now I think it's Gideon. Gideon and Liliana are tied? No, Gideon Liliana has blocks. spent about three or four blocks not being printed. That's true. That's true. Um, so Liliana is, is way back, I think, on four or five. I'm totally maybe not. Six I feel like now. Gideon... I feel like I've only just met Gideon. I never pay any attention to Gideon. Yeah. Is, but but he's in the story. He's big, oh, yeah, yeah. He's big Gids. Yeah, he's yeah. got mutton chops. Oh, he gives good hugs. His yeah, age, he's cuddling Chandra. His age always changes. His ethnicity <laughs> always changes. Yeah. Um, so this has he brought game. This uh, this, this set. is the most aggressive Gideon we've ever seen. This right. is a three mana Gideon, which we've which we haven't seen. But unless you count the one mana flip one, I guess. And he comes in with three loyalty. Comes in with three loyalty. You can plus one mm. to prevent all damage that a permanent would deal until your very, next. Very turn. Gideon style. Very Gideon that, locking yeah. stuff down. He's got the other classic Gideon thing. Zero. He becomes a four four with indestructible till end of turn. So you can't use him the first turn you come out to attack. Obviously. Then this is a weird thing. Really weird thing. He has a zero ability which says you can't lose the game. Sorry, you get an emblem with you can't lose the game for as long as you control a Gideon. Right. What on earth? They really wanted to like focus on this Gideon kind of like keep this guy out, protect the king kind of thing. So you put him down, play an emblem, say your opponent can't actually win the game unless they deal with Gideon first. So they, what you're going to do is you're going to zero cost, zero that up first, get your emblem out there. And if they don't deal with him then, you just keep plus one him forever yeah. and keep him indestructible. Yep. And you just don't, and I suppose... And what, preventing the, damage. Yeah, you just exile the fucker. Yeah, so you play oh, anguish okay. on making or exile him or something, or yeah. you attack him with your creatures. Um, but but he's he indestructible. Can, his, zero, his, his second one is he's indestructible to end of turn. Yeah. And his first one is prevent damage that a, a, a permanent would do. Oh, okay. So the second ability you're going to really use to attack with. It's a weird card. I think it's going to go on an aggressive 
deck because he's a three mana four four indestructible when he attacks. Is uh, this them designing for blue white flash? Did they like predict a long time ago that they were going to? You know, by designing certain cards, they were going to make blue white flash a I think thing. Blue, white, and now flash there's a bit of a mistake in that, like, it's a bunch of really raw, powerful cards that happened to synergize because they all had flash. Gideon, because um, regular Gideon, uh, Gideon ally of Zendikar was in that deck just because he was efficient and good. Um, this could put a really aggressive bent to. We're we going to see games decks. where there's going to be like negative twenty life totals and there's some frantic panic dude yeah, just trying to keep Gideon alive until you draw a card to get rid of him. Yeah, I, I guess so. They go anguish on making you like, oh, negate. Oh, Gideon's <laughs> up with negative twenty. <laughs> Gideon's there just juggling just like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, interesting, interesting card. Uh, he's totally going to die at the end of the story, but yeah, anyway. Last we'll see of Gideon for a while. <laughs> well, that's, I thought he died on, on Zendikar because he got drowned in a three-inch yeah, deep puddle because it's like, he might be indestructible, you still need to breathe. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. Like, that's what part of what got me into magic. I was like, this story's, that was cool. Zendikar right. would evaporate the puddle when mm, with heat. Yeah, in a deus ex machina. Tell us about Liliana. She's back and, uh, you know, I'm so definitely hot for Liliana at all times. Yeah, she, in this one, she's eating fruit, surrounded by mummified zombies. She's in her element. Zombie tables. Uh, she's like, oh, they yeah. worship the dead here. <laughs> exactly. In Liliana, Death's Majesty, three black black, comes and play with five loyalty counters. That's quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. You can plus one her to make a 2 2 zombie token. Doesn't classic. Come in, doesn't come into play tapped. Pretty classic Liliana ability. Yeah. And put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Classic. Start getting. And uh, can I say. Potential zombies in a. Minus neg seven, destroy all non zombie creatures. As if. Zombie decks need the help. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, the three-mana Liliana, where you can just win with just her being out. You just go, plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. Ultimate, can you deal with zombies forever? Oh, no, I didn't think you could. <laughs> You're dead now. Um, and then her negative three is really interesting. Um, uh, goes. This is one of those uh, reanimation things that you are talking about. Yeah. You can just get a creature from your graveyard uh, back into play. I love that kind of stuff. And it's a black wow. zombie in addition to its other colors. So then mm. if you drop the ulti... Oh, don't, you don't lose that copy. Yeah, cool. It's a zombie my, addition. I like it. My, co- my first uh, deck where I was re- not regenerating, what is it, like bringing stuff back, reanimating. My yeah. first reanimated deck is the deck that I still look back with the most fondness. I'm yeah. still like, this is stuff. I love this Because it of feels stuff. like you're working on this other level, right? Where you yeah, just reanimate yeah. some huge thing, they kill it, and you just go, oh, do it again. You screw up and they kill something. You go, oh, I didn't see that coming. I'll just get him back. Yay! Second chance. Yeah. Happy days. Uh, so Liliana's just, yeah, reanimates on a stick. You just, yeah. you plus one her. Make a two-two protector, reanimate something from your graveyard, do it again the next turn. Yeah, and she's and she's only one in the in the stories with a, like a you know a hidden agenda perhaps. Yeah, so mm-hmm. hmm. so it I, makes her interesting. I almost want to see this. I've got this obsession with graph. I think it's called graph colossus. Diagraph colossus. Diagraph colossus. Yeah. That's mm. like its power is based on how many creatures are in the graveyard, how many zombies in the graveyard. One or the other. I'm just like, oh, I want to see this and Liliana, and then it's like. Oh, you killed Diagraph Colossus? Well, Tama you expended like a well. lot of effort on killing that thing because I got all this shit in the graveyard. Embalm, embalm, embalm. Bring back, bring yeah. back, right? <laughs> <laughs> you said mention the third uh, Planeswalker? Is, that uh, is yes, Nissa. Sir. So this is a very, very interesting design. This only got spoiled last night. Oh, okay. uh, it's X, green, blue. Yeah, that's right. It's a Planeswalker with X in this cost. <laughs> um, comes in with X loyalty counters. So if you oh. pay three, comes in with one. Oh, um, okay. And if you oh, pay uh, ten... It comes in with eight loyalty counters. Oh, my goodness. Very, very cool card. I really like it. She's blue now for some reason. She's become more intelligent or something. Um, so she comes in with X counters. So you play her on turn three. She's got one counter. Plus two, scry two. Look at that. 
just drawing into cool new cards. Her zero is reveal the top card of your library. If it's if its mana cost is equal or less than the number of counters on her, you put it into play. You can it's okay. That's pretty strong. And it's pretty ne- strong. Any negative six to ultimate her. And negative six, yeah. So if you play her for eight mana, she makes two five five elementals with flying and haste. So it's a green-blue card that can deal them 10 off the top of the, your deck for like It's the plus two scribe as well, because it's not going to take you long to get to six, long. no matter what you cast so just, for. Bam, hit him for 10, bam, hit him for 10. This might be like, too good. I think this is the Planeswalker very, deck. very, very strong. I think this is a Planeswalker deck card. Yeah, because you can flip other Planeswalkers and put them into play with her, with her um, zero ability. But even Such if you cast her design. for three mana and she comes out with one loyalty, I mean, you have to defend her, of course. She doesn't defend herself. So she's a three. Three. Comes in a three. Yeah, yeah. You're oh. scrying to more answers and stuff. It's not far away from getting the negative six. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like, and you just hit him for ten twice. Yeah. And particularly um, green, you're always going to have spare mana. She's yeah. going to come out with as many loyalty counters as possible. And, and we're time. talking about one of them. If you've got four of these in your deck, you play the three mana one, you go... Uh, yeah, cool. Plus two, plus two, plus two. They've got to spend all the stuff to to get rid of it. You're flipping cards into play. They finally deal with it. You go, I got eight mana. Cool. I'll just ten you with my Nissa off the top, and then you do it again next turn. Oh my god! You're gonna have, to have all their ruinous parts in their hand yes. and be playing black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just flying blockers actually for the two five fives, two thopters out. Yeah, block them. All right. So oh, no, what am I saying? Oh. When I said planeswalker deck, I thought like promo, like promo decks. And I was like, no, that's Gideon and Liliana. Yeah. That's already been shown. Mm-hmm. Are we Are we going there? <laughs> yeah, let's talk... Uh, Invocations. Yeah. Ah. These are horrible. Oh, my God. Are we, um, is it worth mentioning? You're going to pick one of these up. They're ugly as hell. The art in them is is quite awesome. There's some let's really... Let's do a bit of roleplay. Let's do a bit of roleplay. All right, we're wearing the hats. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. It's a normal day at the wizard's offices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magic the Gathering R&D, led by Mark Rosewater, are trying oh, to come might. up with a new way... <laughs> Disney's of hey, Australia. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Mine. Are trying to come up with a new way to get players excited about the new Kaladesh uh, masterpieces. Hey, I just we just ran out of toilet paper. Anyone got anything spare? I just wanted to... Uh, I, I made a bit of a mess. Anyone throw me some cards? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you could just, here, take these invocations. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're beautiful. I don't want to... Do, so I don't what wanna... we want... Is <laughs> to get Egyptian themed mm, cards, yeah. make them look like nothing yeah. else you've ever seen, but also look like someone threw up onto yeah. Photoshop look up and hey. then did the swirl. You Quite know, often when I'm reading hieroglyphics, I don't understand what they're saying. Great. Put that on them. Should I put maybe that, put on, that there? on there? Now, some of these cards, though, they've got in, like normal names. Yeah. Nah, uh, but nah, I can, I can nah, read that. Nah, nah. Make it all hieroglyphics so no, you can't nah, yeah. read it. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. And uh, I've got some ideas for a really great frame. So mm. we're definitely not making enough money in Japan. So what we need to do is make sure that if you put it into a Google image search, it comes out with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Because they are just making an insane amount of money. Uh, we just put these on all the promo art. All the grandmas will get confused. You know what's hot right now, Mark? Uh, 3D TV. Uh, everyone's coming out with 3D television. I reckon if we have a, a 3D effect oh. on the cards. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Put a drop shadow under literally everything. Oh, my God. A drop shadow. My favorite. <laughs> Cha-ching. Okay. That's got to, But yeah. seriously. So mm. we've decided we like the hieroglyphics for yeah, yeah. the thing because they're just undecipherable. They're Egyptian. They're mystical. Yeah. 
How about in the text box, we just fuck that off completely. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a new font, make it super ugly, and just send to justify everything. Send, no, whoa, slow down, Mark. You've gone a long way so far. <laughs> I have to stand up for the players out there. Yeah. Send to justification, Mark, really? Yes. I think it's different. It'll make it <sighs> pop. Yeah. Put a drop shadow onto them as well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, They're going to look great. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mark, should should we be worried that they no, that, no, no. that they don't have a black or a white border? Uh, there might be some rules. Some Shut these... up, rules department! I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> Fuck you. Some of these artists have worked. Some of these artists have worked really hard on this beautiful art. Aren't cool. they going to okay, be upset so what, with what no? I'm going to ask you to do? Then beautiful yeah. artwork, you say? Yeah, 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 definitely. Really cool, interesting borders and Egyptian themes. You say? Oh, well, make you the said art that. Smaller than literally ever before on a magic so card. So you can't say, but it's beautiful so, art. No, 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 make it smaller. Really? Yeah. So get I frames, can... get really... So we don't know what color it is because of the new border. Yeah. Just paint some colors on Randoms the side. And, like... and then make the art really small. Mm. Really... Oh, just squeeze it. Oh, like, squeeze it in there. Like... Uh, just make it really tiny. Like those go faster stripes on cars. Just put that yeah, kind so of thing, put but horizontally. The side, so nobody can And then make the card. art look really small. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. yeah I think... Small art. No one's playing magic right. for the art. All right, everyone meeting done? Oh, no, I've got some... I... He's gone. Shit, I, I I don't know, guys. Send it to the printers. <laughs> oh, we don't are, want to, don't want to proof check like them the first. Aussie. What? You don't want to just it's look over? Oh no, we, 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 we pulled an Ozymandias. <laughs> we sent it to the printers five hours ago. <laughs> you can't do anything. But we got really Rorschach. <laughs> we've got Rorschach. some really bad backlash from these split cards. I'm sure we want to get land the masterpieces right. Don't we? Oh, but but I would no. send them. It'd be a bit. Let's let's just release the uh, invocations to uh, to appease them. Their anger from dawn to dusk in Portuguese. Genius. Yeah. I already sent him down the hall, so it's too late. I do, you know, I was down the oh, hall to China. To, yeah, to, to the printers. Mark, what I would definitely recommend you not doing is going on Twitter and asking for feedback on these cards <laughs> when they come out. But you haven't done that, have you? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh shit! Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, maybe. Maybe we should just leave. The it reaction back. was good. It's good. The player base was split. <laughs> it will be the final outcome that they say on Twitter. They go. Uh. The reaction to the invocations. Wasn't the best. <laughs> well, you got to use the passive voice. Like mistakes were made. Yeah. It's like you know. Uh, we made some, We tried to make a bold choice, and yeah. it didn't align with what some people font. wanted. Reactions <laughs> were divided. <laughs> it was very yeah. polarizing. Very polarizing. All right, let's uh, let's do some. Let's like uh, let's let's wrap this up for now. We're going to get some more spoilers by the time next we meet. We can, we'll have some time to play the cards, and we'll get back and talk about that. I'm excited. In a month's time, maybe right. I'll open an invocation and throw up in my mouth. Yeah, stay stay tuned. We've got uh, listener questions coming up, bit of flavor text, and uh, and someone's going to win a Chrome Mox. So, yep. Flavor text. 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 Can I check. do a new theme? No, go on. <laughs> Seven land hand. Some stay dry and others flavor text. Uh, Kai's in front. Gish three two text. at the moment on the uh, the big you know test your knowledge magic stuff. Uh, this time around we've got flavors of the lost Armenket. Oh, that was right. I saw uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I thought Armenket looked a little bit about, like Ark. Oh yeah. And uh, flavors <sighs> almost rhymes with Raiders, so I called it flavors of the lost Armenket. Oh, I didn't yeah. need the description, really, I see did what it? you did there. Yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, All right. When you explained it. That's missed an opportunity for some, like, cards that are references. They could have a guy going, like, <laughs> with his face yeah. melting off. Uh, that's, mm. um, Spoilers uh, still to come. I'm sure uh, it's not going to happen. Oh, gruesome. Revelation. Fearsome Grimace oh. from original Innistrad has a, f- a skull coming out of a dude's face. <laughs> oh, gruesome Grimace. Okay, flavor text number one. 
Uh, as Gideon watched the initiate murder his crop mate, his admiration of the city of Nactaman gave way to horror. I said I went rather, I feel like I went easy on you this time for the flavors of the lost Armanket. So, flavor text from the upcoming set, Armanket. I forgot what it's called. Ah, as Gideon watched the initiate murder his crop mate. Oh, Darren, go two behind. Uh, his admiration oh, of the city of Nactamun gave way to horror. I'm, oh, get, I'm yeah, guessing. No, I remember, I remember, I remember. <clears throat> I'm guessing, to be honest. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, the second card in Flavors of the Lost Armageddon. To consult a sphinx is a test in patience. Perhaps that's the point. To consult a sphinx is a test in patience. Perhaps that's the point. You both seem pretty confident with that one. So move on to the final one. Well, there's like two sphinxes, so... Sphinges? Oh, God. Uh, pronunciation guide. Got to get these cards right. We're a professional outfit here, Kai. The sphinges. Yeah, professional in my paper. Kindergarten out. <laughs> uh, Flavor text number three. Never flinch, never falter, never fear. Never flinch, never falter, never fear. I think we've managed to reference just about all of these cards or something to do with these cards in the show as we've gone. Ugh. Oh, it's tough. Never flinch, never falter, I'm never fear. Guessing, I'm guessing pretty hard. All right. Seven lambed hand. Rewind it. Remember, everyone, Aaron's like never Williams lost. When you do that. Aaron's on Andy two, Williams. Kai's on three. This land is mine. I'll show you the song later. <laughs> God gave this. I think it's about Israel. Who's feeling most confident about their answers? I feel probably, extremely unconfident. Probably hey. me. All right. Yeah. We'll let Aaron go first. He's behind. All right. Uh, as Gideon watched the initiate murder his crop mate, his admiration of the city of Nak. Tamun gave way to horror. Aaron, what have you got? Cruel reality. Kai? Samesies. Samesies. The answer is cruel reality. Takes it to 3-4. Didn't gain oh anything God. there. Number two. Start with you, Kai. To cons- consult a sphinge is a test in patience. <laughs> Perhaps that's the point. Every, every time I hear this, my sphinge cringes. <laughs> yeah. Sphinge cringe. My, my sphinge. sphinge cringe. <laughs> I've already had that. Sphinge cringe. That's another seven line hand badge. <laughs> sphinge cringe. <laughs> Hope Matt's listening. He'll be writing these down and pumping out those when badges. You're like, you know. uh, when you're in a game and an and enemy's looking for you and you hide in the corner like really precariously. Because <laughs> you're worried what card he's going to cast. And you know when he sphinge cringes? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Driving along, you hear a weird crunch. Oh, cringe cringe. Because uh, I couldn't remember the name of the something or other of secrets <laughs> that Aaron said before. I said Glyph Keeper. Right. But I know that's only that's been spoiled in Japanese. That's so I think one. it's the something or other of secrets. Yeah. What have you got, Aaron? I have Master of Secrets. Done. It's Curator of Mysteries. Oh, generic oh, fucking <laughs> of thing. It's too blue. Bl- I know oh, all no. the other things that it does. Hang on. Thing of the thing. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's still it's still drawable for you, Aaron. It's the scores are three four. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't if know if we look one. at the total Grand Prix standings, I'm in like 119th place. So <laughs> I'm the flavor text. I can come first in the final race. I'm not going to win. Okay, uh, Aaron, mm. never flinch. Maybe this is advice for what you should be doing right now. Never flinch. Never falter. Never fear. Never sphinge. Is my guess. Never sphinge. Never sphinge. Kai, what have you got? Uh, it's either trial. I, I think it's either trial of zeal or cartouche of zeal or Hazaret the fervent. Do you want to name any other cards? 
I'll just name, I'll just name the whole spoiled thing. Uh, uh, is it is it a white? Card? Which one do you want to lock in? Uh, I'll just I'll throw it all. Kefnet. <laughs> The blue one? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. I even, I even gave him this in the background. The fuck does that mean? Is that a wing? Fling. <laughs> fling. Oh, is it fling? It's fling. Interesting. Yeah, because oh. you had it one. It, my God. Fling is this. For the next... I don't know. Fling is that. Yeah, I don't know. Well and done, again, I take my hat off Visual you, semiotics. You have, gone, you have gone where many have not gone before, into the victory circle. You have beaten Aaron Graham at the... Uh, the uh, magic quizzes and flavor text because we both got cruel reality, but I beat him by one in the previous in round. The previous, yeah. So yeah. On Holy aggregate, on shit! Aggregate. I know, right? All right. Well, that's enough of that. Moving right along, and uh, back to Aaron wins at everything. Uh, we're back with a bit of a quick bit of hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. Aaron Graham, you got some hot garbage over there. I am sick and tired of losing to Mana Screw in Aether Revolt Draft. I've done like almost 50 drafts online and I just cannot stop getting Mana Screwed. I'm sick of it! Mine's Aaron Graham's hot garbage. Uh, Kai Griffiths, hot garbage? Uh, same old Planeswalkers, just the Power Ranger Planeswalkers over and over and over. I want new Planeswalkers that matter and stay in the story. Gideon is pretty annoying. Just for the listeners, uh, the split cards are still ugly and uh, the invocations are just... Oh. Yeah, and I'm God publicly known for hating the invoca- invocations. Why yeah. did I say that? Uh, that was hot garbage. Ooh, those desert winds. Really reach... Oh, I've got sand everywhere, man. Get back this in is... line, slave! Man, this is rough. I have to get to the top of this pyramid because there's some bloody good view up here. Is that a trash picture? Oh, it's Sarah's God. Oh, my God. It's uh, Aaron Graham the Muse talking to... uh, They're not your slaves, are they? This music's a lot different to in in Kaladesh, isn't it? It's actually pretty similar. I have a a retinue of music players that follow me around. You're, um... What are you doing here? Me? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I said, thought uh, I could escape all the hubbub and all the curry puffs and the bazaars of Kaladesh by coming to Armand Kett. I've got and you're quant- here again. I've got a Qantas uh, World Tour Pass. So oh, I'm just yeah. flying around. Yeah, i got one of those. It does, well. yeah. Frequent flyers, am I right? Mm, yeah, that's yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, well, we're here. So a chat. Have you uh, yeah. any thoughts? I mean, obviously, you're in. there's a new card set. I think it's based on this play, the Armand Kett where we are now. Yeah, the, yeah, the Gatewatcher so here. That's a great, uh, before you say that, that's a great Armand Kett uh, tourism T-shirt you're wearing there. Thanks. Yeah, I, had to, it, it I had to buy you. it when I got here. Yeah. I'm not here. I'm here for work. The, the desert yellow suits your eyes. Thank you. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'm here for work. I'm helping build one of the uh, one of the monument, monuments, monuments. Oh yeah, are they gonna the, any uh, any thoughts about the monuments? Huh? Are they gonna be no? Uh, any other nah, thoughts? No, about... no, nah, they're all pretty unplayable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any pl- any playable cards in the set? Or There's some we... playable cards. We've still got a few playable cards yet to be seen. But you would know them, wouldn't you? Have you seen them? Yeah, or? I've I've seen could them you... yet to be seen by you know the general public. Could you let us know what some of them might be? One of them is you... gonna be. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. A very powerful, yeah, green, yeah, rare charging badger. He's got trample. It's a one-one. Yeah, is he back? No. What my prediction is? Yeah, I see a big green, mm. vanilla creature. I can, I can almost see it with the description. This here. is one of the mythic rares that we're yet to see from the set. Oh, a green, a green mythic. It's green. It's mm. mythic. Has no abilities. It's just massive. It's just huge. What, what sort of body? What sort I'm of body? Like a, I'm talking like a 12-12. 12-12. Yeah. 
for five. For five? You've or seen something this. something like that. Yeah, what do you mean? It, it was sounds fuzzy. so vague. It was fuzzy. I was drunk. All right. But 12 we had two after work, so, so after we built the last section of the pyramid, we had, we had after work drinks. Did you? Uh, got what? a bit fuzzy. Had one of my premonitions sneaking up on me. Hmm. Oh, big green creature. Oh, oh, is it 2020 20 for seven? Oh, 2020 20 for seven. Is it a 15 mana? 12 oh. for five? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, I, I do. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I was, was going to say, know. you would know. Yeah, I would, yeah, of course. Look, I'm there's not. a lot of gods in this, and you're godlike. Are there any of these uh, mates of yours? or? Yeah, Kefnet, me and him go way back. Yeah, yeah. We, went to, um, we went to CS school together. Yeah. Um, he he got accepted for one of the positions on Arm and Cat, and I was just. Yeah, a bit torn. Uh, you know. You know, t- you know, he put a he strain on the relationship. He, he knew the right guy at the right time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You, know. you could have, you could have done that. It's who you know in the multiverse. You know, mm. it's not because you don't have the big uh, dog's head or the big stone. No, I just got a regular human face. So I think that you know they're going for diversity. Yeah, have they so, uh, they haven't really. They built you any monuments or anything? I'm just wondering. Oh, I'm not, nah. I'm not trying to insult you or anything nah, like no, that. Uh, they're, in the work. They're, they're in the works. Aaron Graham, monuments. Look, at, look over there. That Kefnet statue is bloody massive. Yeah, it's got to make you feel a bit Ugh. burnt, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, He's going to see the least standard play, though. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any uh, other uh, premonitions? Uh, before? I don't want to take too much of your time. Well, um, about, so Gideon uh, started cut. doing his trials, right? Okay. He met Oketra, the true, you know. Oh, mate, it might as well. We, sure. We, we kissed once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's a high school party. Yeah. yeah. We, weren't, we, were drunk. we weren't too drunk, though. That You were young. You, know, you were crazy. Oketra. She's, yeah. She's good. Yeah, me and her go way back. Mm. Anyway, um, she uh, she met Gideon, had a chat to him. She's like, hey, you want to do the trials and stuff? She's in Nicol Bolas's pocket, if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, right, yeah, she's, yeah. She's, See this he's, is he's got his machinations and his schemes in progress, trying to mm. get the Gatewatch dead. Can't, oh, cheer him You know on. what I mean? So, please, please help yourself. Gideon's going to do the trials. Yeah. He doesn't realise how horrible they are. Finds himself in a bit of a contract. In love with the Ketra. Oh, no. Who isn't? You know, is... uh, going to get speared in uh, the fucking face. So he's going to be successful in the trials. Successful in the trials, which means... Death, death. is his reward. Yeah. Jeez. Zombie Gideon. And then the Gatewatch would just have to dissolve naturally because there's no one to hug. Yeah. Um, uh, a gi- they're going to be all... It's going to be like Iron Man 3. Everyone's mm. just really, really horrified at the power of Nicobolas and he's just like, you know, using... Mm. Uh, Gideon as a meat puppet after he kills him. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I mean, terrible. In yeah. A, yeah, bad. Yeah. But we're talking Hour of Devastation already. And then Atlazan's just kind of the fallout. Um, let's see when Nicobolas oh. is off You're next. right. You're sort of yeah, fading away. Yeah, my shift's, um, my shift's coming up at the pyramid. I've got to be heading back there. Oh, so. just uh, you know, I'll be off. Here Goodbye. Uh, oh, I guess that was uh, Armaket and uh, Aaron Graham. Premonitions. Let's go! That was the draft uh, version of uh, listener <laughs> questions theme tune. Write in a podcast at sevenlandhand.com if you think that, that yeah. sort of submit, sums submit it up. Submit your own. Or submit your own. Literally anything better than that one. Yeah. Send it, post, yeah, hey, email well, us an MP3. Have, if they ever do a Viking theme set, I can be like, you know, Wagnerian, you know, Helga, the, the, the Valkyrie. Like, Hold like, on to that idea. Operatic. That might be coming up in listener questions. Uh, and also... As far as theme tunes are concerned, Matt's quiz theme tune on the board game podcast. Mm. Friggin' awesome. Thanks, mm. Daniel. Uh, so what we've done, we've, picked, we've received listener questions all month long about various things, magic. Uh, we've picked off, we've scythed off the best five. Scythed. Yeah. And then we're Who about to read in Egypt? Uh, they had sickles. Sickles. Uh, so these are the top five ones. 
Uh, one of these people is going to win the, the the Busted Booster and a Chrome Mox. So stay tuned. It might be oh one of yours. Oh, my God. A Chrome Mox? That's actually really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so the first question uh, tonight on this episode uh, is from, is is the, uh, what, for, what, do you know which ones are coming up? Because I haven't got who, who asked it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah go. What was the first card that drew you to magic? It's the card the card that maybe after playing for a little bit it before you played made you go, oh, wow, this game looks awesome. <clears throat> Grammaticals from? Matt Stephen. Matt Stevens. Matt Stephen. Thanks for the great question, Matt. Yeah. Kai, you want to <clears throat> kick that one off? Um, well, this, well, I'm the most recent introduction to the game, but for me it would be, because, well, long story short, Oblivion Sower. Um, because I was getting into it because my girlfriend seen a lot of the art and she was like, oh, maybe I'll actually get some of these cards. And I was like, oh, that's cool. We'll lend play with you. And I bought a jewel deck uh, mm. from before Battle for Zendikar came out. She had Oblivion Star on the front. Cool. Uh, I played the Eldrazi side of that one. I was like, fuck, that's a cool card with a cool effect. Cool, like, mm. from the great beyond alien looking kind of thing. Mm. Oblivion nice. Star, I was like, that is a cool ass card. <clears throat> I think, also going, like, so I'm the next most recent. I would go back to M13. Mm-hmm. Although I was sort of around for, you know, um, Avacyn and uh, a little bit of Industry Dark Ascension. Sort of, stuff, yeah. You yeah, got the but, tail end of it. But I didn't quite get it. I was going M13 went in hard on that. Mm-hmm. And I really liked um, Primordial Hydra. Oh, yeah. Because it was the days of we would just play decks with, you know, because you're building our homebrew decks. There was no there was no removal. There was none of that going yeah. on. So you just had sweet creatures going on. Primordial Hydra, I think it it came in with, like, you, it was X something something you know mm-hmm. coming with that many counters on it and those counters would double every single turn mm. so you you know you just end up and with you this free if got like eight or more it, yeah that's right yeah. yeah so it got massive and it would trample uh which and it's interesting because i think i got generically into magic because of the art across the board mm-hmm. but that was the first card which i was playing that was going oh man as soon as I get this baby out there, because I'd have one of them, didn't realize you could have four. And <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm lucky enough to get another one out of a pack somewhere. I'll get two. Uh, yeah, that was that was gold for me. Um, it, it's it's difficult to to say because the, you have to commit, Aaron. There is one card out there when you began. Commit. Uh, it's like you're home with your girlfriend again, isn't it? Okay. Commit. You got to commit, you Aaron. Commit. I have to preface this with a story. The, the, how I What's got into magic was a friend of mine bought a bulk box of random commons and uncommons <laughs> from, yeah. from eBay. So you could get them from anywhere. So the, <laughs> the first card that made me go, I like this game, mm. was a mono white life gain deck that I made. And my mm. favorite card in that deck was life gain. two and a white. Okay, you ready for this? I'm already grimacing about the life Two and a white. Yeah. Sacred Nectar, it's called. Right. Don't two and a white. Sorcery. Gain for life. <laughs> that was it wow that's a crazy card humble beginnings Why did to you, me and what had that appeal to you because, because you just got four life and the goal of that Heaps. deck was just to get loads yeah, of life so the, yeah so i was like yeah so all i do in this deck is i gain life and then i used to track every single game <laughs> we played because okay. i was like oh every every game goes for like an hour you want to like remember the best games just you one played. game and then I looked at one of the... Because I still have a book with my very first Magic Games <laughs> results in it. Yeah. And one of them is like Aaron's Life Game Deck versus Tom's whatever green deck. And I won somehow, but I just went up to 50 life just playing stupid stuff like gain four life and you know gain two life for each creature on the battlefield and stuff. How on earth I ever won any games, I will never know. But Sacred Nectar, bam, that's my, that's my boy. <laughs> and that made you think, oh, wow, this game looks awesome. That was Matt Stevens, right? <laughs> I don't know if Matt... Is that Matt Stevens? 
Matt Stephen. Yeah, I don't know if you learned anything there. Probably lots of things, not advice not to follow. And our early card picks are. This is a the first card to dream into magic. Not yeah. like, you know. You don't know what you're doing, do you? So, you know, don't feel bad I'm about just, it. I'm just tempted to crack a joke. It's like Matt Stevens. I, by the next podcast, is his name going to be Yusuf Islam? Cat Stevens? Oh, oh. If you could choose one of the real nice. Egyptian gods that haven't been represented so far to be made into a card, which one, why, what colour would it be, and what special abilities would it have? There's one getting value for the money. Who this was is that? from Ben, from, from Good Games Rockingham. Ben Eubon. Okay, yeah, Ben. Um, uh, my choice is my favourite Egyptian god, which is Barbie, which is the god of baboons. Barbie? He'll be green, he'll be two and a green, he'll be a 5-5, five, five, and he on, he can only attack if you control four or more monkeys, and then he gives all your monkeys plus two plus two. <laughs> I don't think I can. To- I want that card. Yeah, I don't think done. I can top that. Barbie, huh? he's green. I uh, put some thought into this on the half hour drive here. Yeah. Wedge it, do uh, it, wedge it. Well, look, I'm going to be a bit cliche. So for me, it's like it's Osiris. Uh, but for me, because Osiris weighs your heart by a feather for like your good deeds or evil deeds, uh, so that you can go into heaven or you go and get devoured by such a body, the devourer. Oh, it's such not a segment. reward. Um, good reward. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing. Who, who'll eat your soul and you stop existing. Well, eat your soul. <laughs> Um, So in my head it's like He has to be activated If your life points are Like low enough Because you're like dead right You're being weighed by Osiris Your heart against a feather Uh, And in my head Because Osiris and Anubis Are like super good colleagues And bros uh, And I think Anubis helped uh, Helped them put Osiris' body Back together after he got chopped up Uh, He should give a sweet bonus To all the jackal creatures Sure sure. Tribal jackal 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 tribal Yep. That is a very well thought out answer. Yeah. <clears throat> so I like uh, that he's active if your life total is less than a certain amount. Ten? ten? Yeah, say ten. Five would be a bit much. Yeah, no, <clears> ten. <throat> less than half. That's is, one of the you're worst. in trouble if it's less than half. You know they did that as a mechanic once? Uh, in Dark Ascension. Fateful mm. Hour. Stuff oh, that yeah. only triggered if your life total was five or less. Worst mechanic ever. Ooh. Five <laughs> Worst ten. mechanic. It's ten like, You just burn yourself till you get below five. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'll, so I'll say less than half of your starting total because then you can play him in commander as well. Ooh, All right. Go. Question three. Uh, if you could shake things up completely and add a sixth color into the mix, what would it be and what general theme would you give it? I, I, did, I did a little bit of work on this one. By the way. It's... Um this is a really this is a really tough question because by virtue of them being only five colors of magic, yeah. they're really trying to encompass everything in those five colors. Um, so then you have to look at what's missing and why you would need another color to uh, to, to like represent those things that are missing. Um, it's tough. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll tell you where I went. Where'd you go? Uh, I would I would have a purple color. Yeah. It would be purple is actually the number one color that people would pick as a color. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I would pick purple. But the theme, maybe people haven't touched on. I'll go for a strong prince theme. Yep. And because purple is also the, the tentacle color, love it's also tentacle-themed mm. creatures in there. So Eldrazi not colors anymore, they're purple? Yeah, yeah, they go, yeah. go a bit of that. Uh, you know, a bit of the Lovecraft stuff going on. But still maintain that prince thing. So they'll be wearing lots of lace. Uh, there'd be, you know, a lot of purple rain on the plane. Yep. That, uh, were, you know, the prince, prince would probably be the planeswalker. Yep. And, um, yeah, and he, w- he would never die because he believes that, you know, he, he wasn't going to die. Yeah. Like, it might, he might not be oh, around with like us now. That's what immortal death, life is. Yeah, he's, he's gone on to another place. Picture, yeah. You know where he's gone? This plane. Ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else got a, another alternate color? 
I also so, picked purple. Oh, who said this? Uh, this is from um, uh, Bryce Meredith. Bryce Meredith. He's a good dude. I also picked purple, and I was like, well, if you're going to totally shake things up, mm. I was like, uh, purple should be like, in my head, I was like, what's well, like, you know, white's like order, black is like death and poison and like rot, uh, and green is, you know, strength and power in the wilderness mm. and, and all those kind of archetypes and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I was just like fucking like, in my head, I was like, what if it was like <laughs> chromatic? What if it was like rainbow or something like that? I was like, no, I was like purple, and it's fucking like chaotic shit. It's like, Cards chaos. With, no, oh, it's chaos. cards that are like roll X number of dice. Oh, it's like unglued every set yeah. and shit like that. Right. Or like coin flipping, yeah. something like that. Like <laughs> rip this, rip your opponent's tamagotchi up. Yeah. <laughs> no, not lit. that level. But like, I mean, like uh. some random chance stuff. So you might have a bomb ass card that's like this card enters with you know asterisk asterisk where. Each number is uh, two separate dice that you rolled. So you might roll Ooh, six six wow. on like on like a two mana creature. So you could roll one one. You could fucking maybe they should be special <laughs> dice. Maybe they, with a zero side zero to five. Ooh, like I don't know. Like fucking. If I'm gonna totally shake it up, I was I like, mean, that's what I'd do. Yeah. So like at the moment they put that in reds color pie, but they really don't use it very much. And so it's like, another thing that I was gonna say. If you do want a sixth color, you probably take elements from a bunch of other colors and put them into a. a I think those gold cards, those chaos, you know, purple, black cards, mm. where you know you do something wrong, it just like gives you like negative twenty yeah, life total. Uh-huh. Crazy days. Yeah, you die. And yeah. Stuff. All right. Well, let's let's skip your answer then, Aaron. It's very, very hard. <clears throat> um, very hard. The next question is, and uh, you can tell us who it's from, Aaron. How do you guys like to sort your cards? What do you believe is the best way to sort them? This is from Sasha Green. Thanks, Sasha. Sasha Green. Thank you. Anyone um, kick this off? Uh, so I, I, do you still sort your cards? I do. I do still sort my cards. Yeah. So like, um, I've been paring down my collection to be more manageable now. Uh, I have uh, my cards sorted. So I only really put rares and playable cards in my folders, and then I have a standard folder, a collection folder, and then like a modern and extraneous folder. Um, so I, I have my whole rares and stuff collection in three folders, and then I have a box of um, like doesn't really fit in either of those things, whether it's like extras of a common in standard that gets a lot of play right. or modern cards that no one really wants. And so you weed out your junk them. though, junk's gone. Yeah. But, um, so I've sold all of my bulk commons and uncommons. I have yeah. very little of them lying around and the rest is kind of just like commander playable stuff. Um, and that's just in a box because it doesn't need to be sorted, but in my folders, it's sorted by, uh, color, uh, and then format by folder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, similar, like, rares and playable. Uh, and because I've been in the game such a short amount of time, it's all in standard still. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I, I use um, just fat pack boxes and the holiday gift boxes. They're nice to look at um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, uh, and uh, although I'm starting to get just some blank boxes to hold bulk stuff, um, but I'm doing my best not to buy so much. So really, it's just after that, it's just by color. Mm. Mm. I have the uh, you know the OCD sickness. I've got uh, I collect one of every card in the folders uh, in the clear sleeves. You know the the nine mm-hmm. pocket sleeves. Yep. So I've got one of everything from. I was M- sort of grab the camera and be like. Yeah, <laughs> from M thirteen on, uh, and then 
uh, whatever sort of junk I get from there on, I keep a playset of everything else. If I'm missing that, I don't go chasing it. Mm -hmm. And I keep those in the fat pack boxes and then everything else, because I've already sorted it. It seems like a waste to throw it away. I just put them into the, the storage boxes cool. by set. So I've got mm. storage boxes all sorted by. I'm afraid that one day someone will come in here and be flicking through my junk and go, this is all in alphabetical order. This is mad. It's just a byproduct of the that, rest of the story. That's the bit you're worried about that someone broke into your shed, is looking through your magic collection. They go, oh, this is all alphabetical. That's what I'd do. Better, I'd, better, I'd, if better I was not in steal someone, from this guy. Yeah, if I was in someone's shed, I'd be like, ah, wait a minute. Wait a fucking second. <laughs> Those magic cards sorted alphabetically. <laughs> oh, I'm out of here. This is crazy. I'm supposed to booby trap. Goodness only knows what would happen if you showed up. All right. Oh, and that was from uh, Sasha Green. Sasha Green. And the last question is, uh, if you could take the next MTG set to a plane of your choosing, what style would it be? Egyptian, Seven Seas Pirates, Samurai, etc. You've been giving us a couple of options there. Where would you go, Aaron? I'd go to Egypt. I really like what, what? they would do with monuments. <laughs> um, um, I'd love what they do with the masterpiece. Space. Yeah. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I know they can't really because it's kind of playing on conventional European fantasy. Then they mix mm. in influences from other sci-fi. It'd be sci-fi. This would be the this. influence of the sixth color, which is purple. Uh, it's all space-themed stuff. Oh, but you've you gone can't with chaos. really go into space because they're going between planes and things. But really, I'd like to see what a game like Magic could do with a space. Okay. Yeah, you could do like Stargate. You could do like fantasy in space. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I know Stargate's sci fi, but that's places. like, you know, technology of such a level that it's indistinguishable from mm. magic, which is Kaladesh. Mm. Which is Kaladesh, <clears throat> exactly. So I was thinking like the Plane of Bridge, if you're going like from there out to moons and then, and, and stuff like, if you could go to the moon of, of one but of it'd these be planes. A, it'd be a moon, though. It'd it would be like be a spacey moon. Space moon, the, uh, but it's still like a space environment kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that would appeal to me. I don't think they will do it. They're more likely to do pirates, dinosaurs, uh, underwater, Mesoamerican. There's yeah, still heaps. A uh, Viking. Um, there's still yeah, the weapons of, have got to be sort of practical. They've got to be swords and stabbiness and, mm. and arrows and stuff. It's got to be kind of D&D. It &D still has kinda. to be D&D, yeah, yeah. classic Tolkien fantasy. I think I've nailed, hit the nail on the head earlier on. I'm sticking with my Prince theme. Yeah. Uh, all purple stuff. Lots mm. of, yeah. I, you know, I described all it earlier Prince on. Things. I'm really excited about that one. Okay. New Phyrexia. You just want to go back to New <laughs> I just, I just, like, I totally missed out on that. I wish that I got into Magic in high school because then I would have been able to play New Phyrexia and get a heap of those cards. I had the same I, answer, but I, mine was Innistrad. I, I just want yeah. horror theme, I want in, but done nicely. I want and the I think Cenobites, yeah. I want that kind of technology, <clears throat> yeah. but it's, like, horrendous, like, get the horror and the tech. And, get Pinhead out, get know, him coming through. That, or it's going to be, King like, Dark Sin. Steel or Future Sight kind of stuff. Who, who asked that question, Aaron? Uh, that was from... Um, <laughs> so oh, how do you spell it? From, uh, <laughs> somebody yeah, I who think it's, I think it's African. It's from Pierce Cooper. Pierce, Pierce Cooper. Cooper, nice Pierce Cooper. Um, and uh, sorry, actually, in, in final answer to the question, I take back my space thing. It will be the set that you described, which is Egyptian Seven Seas Pirate Samurai. Yeah, all, all of them mashed together yeah. like in oh. Smash Up. And then Nin it'll be one of those like Ninja it'll Egyptian be one of those pirates. games like Ninja oh. versus Pirates. Yeah, you know, like Moo, tacos. Oh, I've got a sense of humor. No, <laughs> Oh, no, so, unique. so random cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shiograth jokes. Do you want to just write, write, <laughs> yeah, yeah. write quickly write down some uh, like your top three? Uh, so we oh, quick, we've got to do this like on air. Yep. Who, who, you, who you would like to vote for? <clears throat> and um, uh, I'll, I'll take it from you too. I won't chip in on this. Uh, so we've got Matt Stevens with the first question, Ben Newbin with the second question, Bryce Meredith number three, Sasha Green, and Pierce Cooper. 
and the answers are coming in, guys. What do you got? My I, friend, my I wouldn't read them out. I've got to, I've got to compile the... Oh, all right, who have you, who have you got? Let me have a look. I only wrote down two votes. Uh, it's a very bottom one. Handwriting's bad, sorry. Number, my number one no, is... Yeah, those... Okay, and where... Minor in order of preference. I can't even... Down oh, above. right, right. Oh, jeez, you've got to correlate that with the... Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't remember. No, no. Uh, I don't know which ones. This is... Uh, I'm trying to decipher... Plane of Talk choice, God yourself. of choice, which to shake up. You would suppose it's a silent vote... Uh, you can't. Well, it was sorry, silent until, podcast though. until uh, yeah. It's just we all listen to David reading. I know. I'm trying to work <laughs> it out with you. Uh, okay, mm, that one, and then um, okay, that one. Just talk out loud when he reads. Yeah, just that, you know that one and that one. Oh, and uh, I still haven't seen Logan. I need to pull my finger out and go see good. Logan. It's real good. Let's just go tomorrow morning or something. I'm seeing. I'm having lunch. Yeah. Some friends to go see in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, just go see it. It's a run. A very violent angle. Yeah, rump. throat stabby rump. Throat stabby. Oh, is that a spoiler? Lost some more. <laughs> Someone got stabbed in the throat. Yeah, it's a spoiler. You've I ruined th- that experience, man. I never get to experience him stabbing something, even though I know he's going to get stabbed. You saw throat. it before me. I know. I've got the winner. That's all, I think on Who's the note the of your Wonder Woman thing, though, I don't think you should be able to claim like spoiler rage over twenty-year-old comics. Like that's in the comic. Like yeah, that canon yeah, then, is then out then there. Then you can't really talk about it. And we don't guys. know yet. <clears> that's just yeah. one of the things. The winner of the. Uh, Busted Booster and the Chromox goes to Bryce Meredith with his uh, excellent question about uh, if you could shake things up completely and add a sixth colour into the mix, what would it be and what general theme? That was like it was on my shortlist because I because it's it's such an interesting question with so much depth. I really don't I don't know. It would take a lot of research, which is a great question. On you, Bryce. Uh, We'll be in touch with how how we'll get that to you. Uh, Okay, message him. <laughs> oh, you know him. Yeah. One day we're going to get like you know. We need to be sending Boris up to America from, or something. Yeah, like yeah. Those days. We need someone from like Herzegovina yeah. to like talk to garbage to tick, yeah, premonitions tick, listen well, to questions tick. We'll be back after this with neats and toys, and we're, we'll be out of here. <laughs> Stay tuned for endless rambling over the, over the outro tune. <laughs> Needs and twos. Needs and, and or twos. Needs and twos. Uh, any store news you want to comment on? We've got pre-release weekend coming up. That's probably, that's it, isn't it? Pre-release weekend coming up. This pre-release is coming up. Sorry, I just got a this, mad... This very weekend. Sorry, I got a spoiler beam to my phone and it is absolutely insane. Oh, quickly. Three red green. Samet, voice of descent. It's a 3-4 legendary creature, human warrior. Flash, double strike, vigilance, haste. All your <laughs> other creatures have haste. White tap, untap another creature. Holy shit. All right. What on... Uh, what? Oh, let's play that. What the Bad. hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hypermagic Nerd Jesus. Badge, if uh, we mentioned your name, you know, if you were someone that wrote in today with a question and you didn't win, or even if you did, Bryce, uh, just <laughs> podcast at sevenlandhand.com and uh, we'll, you can make a choice from an advertising tool badge, a hot gar badge, a the charging badge of badges podcast badge, which is shit. But, <laughs> That's um, a good one. That's my favorite. <laughs> the hot gar all, the, badge. all the classic last few. I think I might take the classic Hypermagic Nerd Badges off the market because yeah. Yeah, they're going to be... Give them away at conventions. No, no, no. Well, I think we're keeping those. Oh, throw uh, the Get in touch. Safety pin open. Anything else you want to say to us uh, off air or off off the uh, Facebook page podcast at <laughs> sevenlandhand.com. Don't forget you can win Arkham Horror the card game by Horror. leaving a comment on the post for episode 90, currently pinned, pinned to the top of the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Uh, we're going to be back in a fortnight with the, uh, the uh, board game team reviewing Unfair. The board game Unfair. 
a brunch of pro tips, password. A brunch and, of pro tips? Yeah, we'll be having, we'll do it over brunch. Oh. In between breakfast and lunch. A brunch. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. And Matt's quizzes will be happening with the theme tune. Oh, sorry, what I've got here is Matt's quizzes theme tune will be happening. And, oh, yeah. And it'll be regrettably followed by one of his quizzes. <laughs> So fucking dire. These quizzes are the best. <laughs> but that's it. That was Armaket pre-release. Before we knew anything about Armaket. Oh my goodness! All right. I want to oh. see. I want to see. This seems like a very dress upable uh, like plane. I, mm. I would love to see some people dressed up at pre-releases. Oh, like, I'm probably going to oh, do an afternoon. We, we have so. some. Oh. We have some things. We have some things. <clears throat> uh, okay. I might do a toilet paper zombie. Well, we might. Oh, and look, if I announce this on air, it's got to happen, doesn't it? Yep. My sister has three sisters. They're all Sicilian. and so that Your sister, your wife. Oh, sorry, my wife. What, what did I just say? Whoa. Your sister has three sisters. No, my wife has three That's sisters. That's insight into the... <laughs> my wife and sister, it's the same person. Same, same, same. Uh, yeah, no, don't judge. <laughs> anyway, three Sicilian-type looking girls who are close. That's close enough to Egypt, isn't it? It's about yeah. as close as you can you get. You can sure. just about say Egypt from Throw, Sicily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. We're going to get them all in store. Egypt them up, yeah. Like you look at the headdress, like, this. like that, yeah. and uh, and Zoe, uh, yeah. who is well, she's Chandra, white. red white hair. She could be Chandra, she's Chandra. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. And we'll next, oh, ne- next podcast. Choose in, tune into the. Uh, um, it's always happening on a Wednesday. We'll uh, have a video stream. Yeah. We'll look worse than what we do today. Yeah. Oh, and just a shout out to HP Podcraft as this music dies away. Uh, I'm I'm back in this room tomorrow night recording a new episode of HP Podcraft. Well, I'm doing the uh, reading for him. Cool, second hey, time. Yeah. Yeah. Excited about that. Except the fact I'm losing my voice now and I haven't got. Stop it's talking. Good. The music's mm. not fading out now because I have to speed through the rest of these viewer questions. No, 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 we can't do that. Well, there's a great picture of... Uh, who's that guy? Buster Rhymes. Oh, well, that Related sounds familiar. Related to Buster Booster. Is he? This is, oh. this is Matt. This is his cousin. Fascinating. Fascinating. All right, everyone. Good night. Bye. Yeah, it'll be good when we're toilet paper say good night zombies. To the oh, good night. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Thanks, Dr. David. Yeah, that's, you're welcome. It'll be good when we're toilet paper zombies. We can have chicken wings, and we're just wrapped in napkins. And just... Apologies for the interruption. Hey, late night listeners, you're in for a treat. Here's Paul Butcher with his post-folk neo-philosophical blues classic, Three More Than You Need. Hmm. With songs like this, I just can't get enough. You drew seven cards in delay, flip them over into your side. You shed a tear of despair for what you are seeing. A seven land hand, seven land hand, seven land hand, oh yeah. Seven land hand, seven land hand, seven land hand, seven blossoming sands. Now the question is, do you mulligan? Do you mulligan? I feel you have to.
Seven blossom in sand.